And we're live. Welcome to another installment of the Final Scoop Podcast, and happy freaking Halloween, everyone. My name is Robert Chinesky, the Supplement Engineer. Joining me, as always, is my international cavalcade of compatriots in the supplement industry. Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition. Shane, Babyface Smith, Stack.com. Lucas, Troublemaker, Rakowski, Prometheus Intelligence, Sports Technology. Thank you all for joining us, as always. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, queries, quips, smart-ass remarks, feel free to post them up in the comments section. We'll get to anything and everything over the course of the next two hours that we're here. My guys, I missed you. I saw Robbie last week, which was awesome. But I missed seeing my boys on Saturday, so it's good to have the family back together. How is everyone? Good. Good. Did you enjoy the extra sleep last week, Shane? No, because you motherfuckers didn't answer my bloody message until I woke up. I, I messaged Lucas, and Lucas was like, yeah, man, I think we're still doing it. And I was like, I don't know, Lucas. But he was making me think like, you're an idiot. Of course they're doing it. And I'm like, but the seminar is on at the same time. I don't understand. And then I was like, okay, you know what? So I woke up and then what do I see? Robert's like, no, of course we're not doing it. I'm like, motherfucker. You know me. I asleep. Bro, I live in the limbo, you know, so. <laughs> I live in the limbo. Okay, you wake up earlier than them. I'm on the other side of the fucking day. I still had high hopes that we're going to do this show, but. Yeah, Robert said, fuck off. So. Yeah, see, I went to sleep thinking, oh man, Lucas is right. We probably are doing it somehow. And then I wake up thinking, fuck you, Lucas. I should have just listened to myself. Robert is not a nice man. He should have warned you ahead <laughs> of time. But look at him. He looks like a fucking ninja right now. I mean, like, what do you expect? But he has everything, man. I tell you what, if I was going to be assassinated by a ninja and that's what he looked like... <laughs> You know what? Okay. No, what, what do you usually say? Is it going to hurt? This is not going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you take a, if you take two scoops of assassin, that's how you're going to look like. This is what you transform into when you take two scoops of assassin, man. It's I don't know if that's good advertising. Yeah, right I don't know. I don't, yeah, I think take that bag. We just I think you're getting your pre-workouts. Yeah, I think, <laughs> just, up, guys. I, I think yeah. we just lost pre-workout of the year. Yeah, thanks. Jesus. <laughs> I think you're mixing up the pre-workouts there. Please, please don't. Let's not go down that road. I thought it was already announced. What's going on? Did I miss something? Uh, Lucas, what did I say to you today? Shut the fuck up. I'm going to behave. I apologize. Like two minutes into the fucking show and you're not behaving already. So, you know, it's your promises are empty. Hey, man. That's that's uh, inner ghost, I guess. Seriously? <laughs> there you go, Shredar. Got reminded of the ninja on Assassin label by looking at Robert. Hell yeah, man. That's yeah, that, that's going to be our, uh, our next label. He's going to be featured on that looking like that. See, Shredar gave nice comments last week to me to, 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 to win. He's just doing the same to, to Robert. Because <laughs> there's no fucking way you look at this Please. and think, oh, yeah. Ninja from Assassin. That makes sense. It's totally professional. Totally professional. Robbie. Maybe like a, a five-year-old drawing. I would be like, oh, that's a, uh, that, that's more reminiscent. There you go. What was that? How was the... Uh, let's give, Rowdy, uh, blah, 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 blah. give everybody a recap of the Apollo Seminar last Saturday. Oh, it, it went very well. I mean, nah, needless to say, I was a little bit worried. 
because there are certain people who try to sabotage the event and that's never pleasant to deal with some shit. But in this industry, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of becoming common. So I think I should be less angry and more happy and expecting this shit because uh, it's inevitable and I think it's going to continue. So it's fun. It's actually becoming fun now, poking fun at them and, uh, and you know, basically being a happy hater rather than angry hater, so to speak. But overall, I think it went very, very well. I mean, you were there, so you can obviously attest to it. Uh, and you were at the previous one. So I think this one went better, way better than we expected. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I think it was better organized. It was better ran. I mean, everything went smooth. The panel was amazing. I think it was a nice mix of, you know, a fun and, and serious talk and whatnot. I think that, you know, I'm kind of proud of the fact that we were able to do a tribute for George Peterson. Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of, uh, you know, it was completely sporadic and was not planned, but it, you know, it turned out very well. Overall, great crowd, great event. Um, you know, I mean, in the evening, we're already planning what we're going to do for next year because this one's going to be very, very tough to top. And, you know, in, I, I just believe in evolution and progress. So I hope that, uh, you know, Lucas and, and Shane are going to be able to make it next year. That would be wonderful. So we'll see, but uh, yeah, it was it was great as expected. Everybody was on top of the game. Was it? Did y'all get a final head count for the event? Or was, I mean, it, it seemed like it was over two hundred people. It was there. some, yeah, it was somewhere around there. So the first, uh, the first one that you attended, actually, so the previous one two years ago, yeah. I think we had about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, just under a hundred. Mm -hmm. This one was, yeah, at, at one point, uh, I think Carolina just stopped counting, but that was around that number. So. I, I think it went very, very well, better than we expected, you know, all things considering. Uh, it was great. I mean, you know, food and, and drinks and, and just uh, it was very laid back because I've been to quite a few seminars where pro bodybuilders would be just sitting and then talking. And typically you get 20, 30 people in the audience and that's about it. It's uh, and, and they usually charge for it. This one is free. So I think it, it's kind of like brings a lot of people to attend, obviously, especially with today's economy. And I think it, it's more like a, like a, like a fun get together event rather than a seminar. I mean, there was no questions about chicken press and, and bench press and, and stuff like that, you know, something that's you typically expect. And I think that we are the first one to do a format where you have athletes from different, uh, you know, from different, uh, sports like MMA and, and powerlifting. And I think that obviously Branch and Dennis and Guy and those guys, they, they obviously got the most attention. But I think Corey Anderson, as always, was on top of his game, considering, you know, he just was one week after his fight. And I think that he interacted with them and he always has great chemistry with everybody. You know, and after that, everybody's taking pictures and videos and whatnot. It's just very, very laid back environment where everybody feels like they're part of it. Yeah, who is the guy next to Corey? It was Carl? Yeah, Carl Robertson. So yeah, Carl him and Rob Corey were going back and forth. That was yeah. pretty funny. So Carl basically is um, – he is um, – he's a kickboxer. He's a professional kickboxer. He used to fight for Glory, which is the premier kickboxing uh, organization. And then, uh, and, and then he transitioned to MMA – where obviously, you know, he had a bit of a challenge considering that he's not a wrestler. So he's, you know, takedown defense and then his ground game are not on par with a stand-up. I mean, he's an elite striker. So him and Corey, considering that they both from New Jersey, kind of became friends and they were helping each other. They still are. Corey is helping, obviously, Carl with ground game. 
and Carl's helping him with stand-up. And I think that partnership has been going on for about three years now. And, you know, I mean, everybody who watched Corey fight can see that he definitely evolved a lot in the stand-up game. I mean, he's knocking people out now. So that was something that was not very typical. And uh, Carl, he still struggles a little bit, but he struggles mostly with weight cut. You know, um, he, he the last one was very, very rough. He had some difficulties, health issues with cutting to 185 because he's so muscular. There is no fat or anything like that. So for him to cut is a, is a challenge. So now he's going to have to actually bulk up a little bit and fight at 205. But uh, he's definitely fun to watch. Very, very good striker. Absolutely amazing kickboxer. Yeah, it was really cool getting to talk to those guys. It was uh, mm. the whole event was was really awesome. The uh, and Sean I, I, at Stuff Talk Radio, I got to meet him in person for the first time, and a, a couple of other people. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> oh, Sean was awesome. He was as far as for, if you ever need a chauffeur to drive you around while you get loaded, just it's perfect. Sean is a great guy for that. Or if you want to entertain your guests, you can always invite them over yeah. to your house. Too. Yeah, uh, Sean was Sean was awesome. It was cool to meet him, hang out. We uh we went to a little sports bar around after the event and basically drank them out of bourbon. And uh, your boy Brett, he's a, a professional fighter too. Yeah. Does he go to the gym? Yeah. He him on his own. I think he killed off like four pitchers of beer on his own. <laughs> so like we there were fifteen of us there after the event, all eating and drinking and having a good time and stuff. So it was a uh, it was awesome. I'm looking forward to next year's event. Uh, you know what? Actually, Brett is very, very interesting. I, I don't know if you watched any of his fights. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, he's pretty good. He actually trains with um, Stipe Miocic, and mm-hmm. he, he has a broken nose, courtesy of Stipe Miocic. And, and, um, but he's very muscular, like very, very stocky. And he carries yeah. a lot of size. He is uh, and lean. I mean, he's lean. thick. He lo- yeah. yeah, he's thick. He looks like a bodybuilder. So because he's about my height, only about five seven, five eight, he fights at one eighty five, uh, which is pretty heavy. So he gets to fight all the taller guys, and he carries quite a punch. He knocks people out, and he's pretty good. But the main thing about him is, considering all that size, his cardio is very, very good. And if you look at him, his footwork is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely somebody that I think that, you know, he, he's the one to watch because the guy's been pretty impressive. In the last, I think, three or four fights, they were all first-round knockouts. Very cool. Very cool. Who tried sabotaging the event, Robbie? Let Pete at him. Don't, you don't have to actually say the names. We don't, we don't need to get into all of that. <laughs> Pete, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete I was love awesome. you. Yeah. Pete was amazing. By the way, those plaques, uh, Pete made them. Oh really? Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. Pete, Pete always comes to like, like you know, comes through with helping us with whenever we need like stickers and you know yeah. now awards and stuff like that. He's just a phenomenal friend, one of the greatest guys. Great sense of humor and looks much better than Sean. It never ends. It never ends. Congratulations on such a great end. See, even even though you're, you're shit talking, Sean, he's still being nice to you. No, this is impressive. He still remembers. It's been a week. You weren't even you weren't this salty at the event. <laughs> Shane and Lucas next year better get my green cola. I love Sean. He knows that. Damn straight. Jiffy Jank, Robbie, thanks for the giveaway. I now have three tubs of Assassin. But now I have the Assassin Shaker now to drink all three tubs. Also, thank you, Robert, for picking me as best comment. Yeah, so all the prizes, yeah. So thanks again, Robbie, for sending all that. I know Brooke, I got confirmation from Brooke yeah. that she got her tub, Jiffy Jank. Um 
so yeah, thank you guys for sponsoring that and sending all those out. Congrats to all the winners. Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah. Thanks, Robbie. I'm blushing. <laughs> Devin, the only time we don't see Robert in an LSU shirt is when he looks like a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, well, it, it just happens that coincidentally it's Halloween weekend and LSU is on a bye week. But I think the season is pretty much shot to shit anyway. So I, who knows if I'll be wearing LSU stuff for the rest of the year or not. We'll see. Yeah, and Devin, the only time we actually miss an LSU shirt. Exactly. Brooke, what's going on, Brooke? Wanted to chime in and say thank you as well. That was an incredibly kind thing to do. You're welcome. It's a tax write-off for Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> do y'all? All right. So, as as we've mentioned a couple of times on here, we do uh, we have a background group chat that goes on through this. And I woke up this morning, and I shit you all not, there was a hundred text messages on my phone in our group chat, and it was all talking about the departure of a major athlete from a brand. Now. The, the video that Lucas sent, it says Sean Clarita leaves, but during our chat, where there's some thoughts that maybe it wasn't, it wasn't his choice to leave, but maybe it was kind of a, an elbowing out. So what, what, let's give some background. Uh, who wants to kind of take the lead on this and kind of explain the situation? Well, I, I got a, I got a text message yesterday from a very, very good friend who is, um, uh, I mean, obviously I'm not going to name him live, but, uh, you know, I told you guys about him. So, he he definitely is well connected with the brand itself and uh he texted me yesterday and he told me the news and uh honestly i was surprised and at the same time i was not surprised surprised because um you know I, you know we talked about this uh, here and you know like i keep saying it again and again i think that the fact that we are so transparent and honest about things we maybe, don't maybe Maybe let's make it clear who it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't sugarcoat, and I think that um, um, Sean is—he's um, a very accomplished athlete. Nobody can take that away from him. And the fact that you know, with his height and you know the the size and everything else, I mean, he maxed out or close to maxing out what he can put on on his frame, his conditioning, his work ethics are probably like some of the best around. And, uh, you know, the fact that he won the 212, I'll be the first to admit I never saw it coming. I, I didn't see it coming. Lucas did predict it, so I'll give Lucas credit. He did predict that last year that Sean is the one to win. But nobody, nobody else that I heard from within the industry expected that Sean would be a threat. You know, perhaps top five, maybe even top three, but nobody expected this except Lucas. So, you know, kudos to Lucas for seeing something that nobody else saw. Nevertheless, he did deserve it. So it wasn't like the case where I would say, oh, you know what? He, everybody was robbed. He 100% deserved it and everybody was was happy for him, you know, because I, I personally, just like the right now I'm watching fights, I'm rooting for Hooker and... Um, considering he's fighting a Russian, just because he's an underdog. So I always root for the underdogs. But uh, Sean won, and he obviously, I think he got a little bit full of himself. Uh, there were not rumors, but facts that are flying around, you know, about certain demands and stuff like that. Uh, I think that a lot of athletes, and we covered this here, it's a different market right now. It's a different, uh, it's a different state of uh, supplements. You have a lot of supplement companies 
who do not sponsor bodybuilders and doing very, very successfully. I mean, uh, Glaxon is coming to mind and uh, obviously Ghost. You know, Ghost. I mean, those guys are killing it and they don't have bodybuilders and they don't need them. It's not a, it's not, we're not, we're not in the age when, when you actually need a body bodybuilder. Can a brand benefit from it? A, it depends what kind of brand. Uh, B, it depends what kind of bodybuilder. So that's, uh, uh, it, those days are gone. And if any bodybuilder is delusional thinking that he's going to win Olympia and automatically is going to be like in huge demand, we had Phil Heath, the last two or three Olympias, he was not sponsored at all. Um, you know, so, so times have changed. I think I was still surprised considering, you know, his ties to Raw and his ties to Revive, obviously, through Matt Jensen and whatnot, and he just signed a contract. But at the same time, I was not surprised because when you look at Raw, and let, let's be honest, what do you see? You see uh, Nick Walker, and you see right now, obviously, Bombstead, who joined the team, whatever agreement or, you know, his partner, not partner, because a lot of times you hear about, or an athlete is a partner, but we know quite a few athletes that were told that they are partners in a business, but they're actually not. There is a, some kind of a deal going on. That's yeah. irrelevant. Uh, what is relevant is Bumstead obviously is an important figure. He has the looks, he has the title, he has the following. Uh, I mean, you can fire even Nick. Not that I'm suggesting that, I'm just saying. Rock can survive right now just off Bumstead. And the they products are also pretty good. I mean, I can't say nothing bad about the line either. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, the formulations are good, uh, maybe on certain things a little bit overpriced, but that's another subject. So uh, I was surprised because also Sean just won last Saturday. He won an open class. And again, I think personally, and I think you will agree with that, I think he deserved to win. Uh, I think it was, um, it was a pretty obvious choice who should have won that. I, I heard a few people disagreed and said uh, Grimes, but to me, Sean was the clear-cut winner, and I'm... I'm happy that he was rewarded with a win and the judges actually, you know, didn't go with the size, but actually with quality and conditioning the way it's supposed to be. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, if somebody thinks that Sean left, uh, let's not kid ourselves. Nobody leaves. You know, especially right now, it's not very easy to find a sponsor, especially in this industry. Uh, he was, he didn't leave. Uh, he was removed. I don't want to use the other word, but, uh, you know, he was let go, so to speak. Uh, and I think that I'm actually, in a I'm way, he, he, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed with the fact that, uh, you know, the company is able to make that call because, you know what, they, not, they don't go, oh, look, we have a Mr. Olympia and a runner-up and somebody who won the open class and he's this, he's that. they basing everything clearly off sales and influence and what the guy brings to the table. And yeah. I'll, 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 bet, I'll bet anything. Nobody's going to fire you. Nobody's going to let you go if you're beneficial to the company. What athletes fail to understand is uh, it doesn't matter how much you're getting paid. You have to bring, yeah, you have to work. You have to bring, you know, Lucas is making a salary working from Prometheus, but I'm sure he brings in a lot more than he actually gets paid. And that's the nature of business. That's the way it should be. That's normal. You know, any athlete, whether he's getting paid $500 or $10,000, he better bring to the table a lot more. I had this conversation with Michael, who Lucas is a huge fan of uh, from GASP. 
and we had this conversation about, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, uh, Branch was not signed with a pawn yet. And Michael was at a pawn and I asked him like, ah, you still have Branch Warren? He goes to me, yeah. I said, even though he's retired, and he goes to me, I'm never letting him go. And the, key, uh, and the reason for that is, it's not because they friends. Branch makes a lot of money from Gasper, a lot. But the reason why he's there and why he's making a lot of money, despite being retired, is because of his work ethics. And now I can attest to it myself because I see it firsthand. The guy works relentlessly. He was shooting a video at a pond, I think, on Tuesday. And he was shooting a video with two police officers, two brothers, who are absolutely relentless. The way they work out is absolutely insane. They're actually two good friends of mine. Branch worked with them, and they trained legs. And the video is going to be out soon. He fucking destroyed them. You should have seen that guy. The guy was training like a fucking beast, like he's training for the Olympia. And he pulled his calf muscle during the workout. He was in pain. It was like middle through the workout. Like we were worried he was in pain. And he still continued as if nothing happened. And on Wednesday, he had a shoot with Kirill Hudaev, who is getting ready for a show. And they were shooting another video on Wednesday. He came in. He still didn't recover from Tuesday. And... I mean, you know, again, he made guys at Apollon, and Apollon have seen some pretty badass people. You know, guys were approaching me and saying, like, oh, shit, now I'm pathetic. You know, I train like shit. This is the next level. So that just shows the work ethics. And, again, I'm not accusing Sean of anything because I just don't know ins and outs. But if you lost your job, there has to be a reason for it. If you bring money to the company, nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to let you go. I don't know what happened. I mean, I hope Sean finds uh, another sponsor and he's doing well. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And I've seen already some people commenting that Sean is shit. He's not shit. And some people were commenting that, uh, you know, that Raw are pieces of shit and they let somebody go. They, they, they not either. It's nobody to blame. It's nobody yeah. to blame. It's a situation that everybody has to accept. They made a business decision. Sucks for Sean. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I agree with Lucas. I mean, the way it looks, you know, I, you know, Seabom comes in, Sean goes out, it kind of, uh, you know, uh, raises an obvious question. So we don't know, but I, I am with Lucas on this. Is This is the second year in a row. So the year before, he was with Nutribio, only for a year. It wasn't it? It was just a year with Nutribio, and then yeah. one year been, or less than a year a with... A lot of brands, hasn't it? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is this a pattern of behavior? Is this... So we know... The, this is with Jack Factory as well. Right. It's just, it's a very transient business. So you, you might spend a year or two with a brand, but is this more a reflection on him or just a reflection of the industry that you only stay somewhere one year? I can tell you this. He came to us. He came to Apollon when Apollon did not have any athletes. This was before one. I mean, we were at the very, very bottom. And he came mm-hmm. to train, to, train uh, to Apollon, I think that was maybe four or five years ago. We were yeah. just probably in business for about two years. And, uh, you know, that was the time when nobody even thought of Sean as a contender or anything like that. Just mm-hmm. a good bodybuilder, you know, a pro, and that's it. But he came to Apollon, and we talked, and the demands, I'm not going to disclose what it is, but the demands that he made, let's just say they were outrageous. They were absolutely outrageous. I mean, the conversation was over immediately. There was no bad blood. There was n- no negativity. Yeah. He took me by surprise. He took me by surprise. I've had some very very top athletes with extreme following 
did not make such demands. The demands were a little bit extreme and they were way more, way more than we believed. Um, and when he went to Nutribio, I know what he was getting paid at Nutribio. Mm -hmm. And he went to Nutribio, I think about six months before he became Mr. Olympia. And, uh, you know, and after he became Mr. Olympia, which was, I believe, December or something like that, his uh, contract was up in April. And we had actually Mark Leisure here on a podcast. And if you rewatch that podcast, there were already indications that he might not sign Sean. Mm -hmm. If you if you rewatch it, there was it was pretty obvious that, you know, there is a possibility for that. Um, but the thing is, is that I know because, again, uh, somebody, a mutual friend called me and asked, uh, you know, if we would consider signing Sean. So I knew before even it was announced publicly that Nutribio is not going to renew the contract. I also know what Sean asked Nutribio to pay. And, uh, you know, I, we talked about this behind the scenes, so I'm not going to do it and, and say it here because it's unnecessary, but it was outrageous. It was simply outrageous. And, you know, I often don't see eye to eye with Mark Leisure, but I supported that decision wholeheartedly. And I thought Mark made the right decision not to resign him because it was outrageous. Um, and then he went to Raw, which made sense considering that Matt Jensen is the co-owner and also his coach. So it made an absolute sense. But as we see, I think he signed maybe April or May. So it hasn't even been a year. And, you know, obviously the contract is not up yet, I'm pretty sure. Nevertheless, the decision was made to let him go now, which, yes, it doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look good. There is a pattern that cannot be denied, and anyone who's going to say otherwise is delusional or just makes shit up. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. Do we want to put odds on uh, where he lands? Let me uh, go on this. We can continue on this course of conversation. Let me answer one thing real quick. What's going on, Simon? Bogdan, Silflow 6 versus Vaso 6. How are they different? They're not. They're, they're the same compound. It's the same stuff. Um, too much to take them both at 600? Too much? No, but Never. it's not necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary. Like 600, I'd say 900. And there might be some studies coming out on that. Uh, do you need to go up to 1200? No, I don't think so. But uh, Vaso 6 and Silflow 6 are the exact same compound. From what everything I've gathered, not to actually talk to Matt Nickerson, um, the co-founder of Vaso Six and the Selflow Six uh, earlier this week, actually. So yeah, that's Selflow Six going forward. It's in the new bloody hell from Apollo Nutrition, the first brand in the states to use it. So yeah, six hundred's a good dose. You'll be you'll be fine with that. Vaso Six and more Selflow Six is on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out, and Matt will answer any questions. Yes. Mitch, subs on deck, 900 is a sweet spot. Yeah, 600, 900, anywhere in there, you're solid. The one lady on the panel, short black hair, such an inspiration, says Sean. Can't believe her age. She's over 60, isn't she, Robbie? Uh, yeah, she's 59. She, was, she will be I, 60 this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Sean. I mean, Eileen is just, uh, and she was very, very popular. On, a, yeah. on on that panel, Eileen started bodybuilding. I think past the age of fifty, she had a brain surgery. I don't know the exact reasons, so I'm not gonna speculate either. Uh, but I know it was serious, and she had a brain surgery. After that, she started bodybuilding when people told her not to. Not only did she bo uh, start bodybuilding, but she also uh, became a professional bodybuilder. 
um, and she competes and, uh, you know, she's doing rather well and just fucking such an inspiration. She's incredible. Yeah, man. Cephalo 600 milligrams. In. That's why your veins are so big, Pete. That's what it is. That's drugs. <laughs> there you go. All right. So going back and, and anybody's still tuning in, uh, post up any other comments, questions you guys got. We'll, we can get to them after this, but uh, I think something fun to be. Do we want to put forth some suggestions? Not suggestions. Guesses where Sean may land. Lucas is good at this shit. He's been with a few, though, hasn't he? Well, yeah, let's go through the ones he's been with. So, Nutribio, Raw. Jack Factory. Jack Factory. He was also with Maya Kim. Yeah, yeah they're not around it really anymore. Well, they're, they're around, but they're very, very... Uh, was he also with, with Meadows Company, Granite? Granite? Uh, I thought John did his training, but I don't think he was ever a Granite I mean, To be honest, if we've named four, and Maya Kim would have been in maybe 2015 or 16. Yeah. That's one brand a year. I mean... We gotta be missing like only one. Yeah, I can't think of any. I think I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe Shane. Maybe you remember this. I don't know if he was part of it or not, but I know he came to Gaspari seminar at a pond, and uh, he was still an amateur or something like that. But that was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh, he was competing already. But to be honest with you, I don't know if he was ever part of Gaspari. So I'm not gonna lie because I I don't. I suspect maybe. Okay. Mitch is guessing he's gonna go to Gat. It was one of the one of the mm. choices that Robic made. But as far as like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say yeah. Gat. I don't think it just because just because I don't see him, you know, fitting the brand. But they haven't really got any champion bodybuilders anymore, do they? They've got Regan. You got Regan, yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's... But Regan's, my, my, that, Regan's that blend of good bodybuilder, and he's incredibly popular on social media. That's what I was going to ask. Like, do you consider him a top-tier bodybuilder? I would uh, say now, especially when he's now connected with Milos, he can do a lot, more, a lot better. Yeah. And you can see, you know, uh, just... With you know, within two weeks, how much he was able to improve, you know, his physique and conditioning, uh, in, in his like latest showing, you know, just like training and doing doing everything with Milos. So I think that get get sent him though, like years, years, years ago, like like he's been on for a while. Been like that? I thought he'd been there a lot longer. No, because I remember he used to be a primeval athlete. And that's when I was still doing oh, a lot of yes. writing with Primeval. Yeah. And that's then Anthony said, uh, you know, Regan had, had switched. Because there were some times there was some stuff on the back end where Regan had his own membership and coaching site. And I had written an ebook or two or, like, reached out to him and helped. Like, uh, he put together the program and the diet. But then I would go in and do some of the writing and, you know, make it sound kind of professional sounding or something like that. I assumed just, he, and was, all that, so. he was hired because of his popularity. Yeah. So I think it was 2020 just, Regan went to get. I thought it had been there much longer, but yeah, I think I might be remembering Primeval. So, if you want to hear my my picks, I mm -hmm. would say like Dragon Pharma. That's that's one of the picks that I would like seeing him being added to the brand. Yeah. And the yeah. other and the other one, which which is 
think even more possible. But I don't know if the guys are still, you know, managed to add them to the roster. Would be the HD Muscle from Canada. That's oh. a really, that's a really good fit for him. Do you think he'd go to Caged Muscle, Gethin's brand? Oh no. I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna say I don't know. I'm gonna say uh, Raycon. If ah uh, yeah that that could be a good one. Well, they've already got Hollingshead there, and uh, who bro, else? you you think that Aaron's gonna sign him? Yeah, man. Well, how big is Sean's well, following? Because that's what that's what Aaron does a lot. Like he gets these people. Like he he had Brian Shaw, world's strongest man. He has these guys on for a year or two, collects all the emails but, and stuff from their followers, builds up their content. Like their yeah, but see, having them on for a year mm-hmm. is kind. Of, I don't want to be like mean, but that's kind yeah. of what every other brand has done with Sean Clarita. I don't want, like they've had yeah. him on for a year, and Aaron loves bodybuilding, right? And I mean. What would be better than him giving an award, like you know, on stage and Sean winning a category here? Or it's like I don't know. He's had champions on there before. You yeah, must see how but, much people he has already. You know. Yeah. He's like that's never that's never stopped him before. <laughs> yeah, man, but he like he built a, a huge, I mean, roster, you know. Would you think? Would you think that he he has? You know, another like contract in his own sleeve to, yeah. to give it away, especially to uh, especially to Sean, who's, who's probably like has a high expectations as far as like payroll. Yeah, but if he has high expectations and, and continues to get dropped, he he must be open to bringing those expectations down. I agree with Shane on expectations down, and I think that it's inevitable he has to kind of like, you know, it's like being slept four well, times. Definitely, he's definitely he, need to do something or adjust his, his you know. I, yeah, no, he's going to have to. Otherwise, I, I, otherwise, he'll be just like a butterfly, you know. I think that he's going to have to bring his expectations down, and in order to do that, he's going to have to sign a long-term contract, maybe two or three years, and, uh, you know, definitely lower his financial expectations. But the, at the end of the day, you know, uh, and I don't know which one he's going to, well, he's going to pick. I don't know which one would pick him. But, yeah, the ones who are actually getting bodybuilders, the list is extremely short. You know, Gat, Evogen, um, HD Muscle, um, Dragon Pharma. So you have five or six companies that are actually willing to sponsor a bodybuilder. But the thing is, is like, and, and Shane actually, you know, uh, covered that pretty well. He's been through three or four companies in the last three or four years. It cannot look good. You know, Robbie, what, yeah. Robbie, sorry to interrupt you, but that's the one thing that you, you said it, you said it the right way. There must be a company that, wants to sign him yeah but there's but there's also must be like a connection between him and the company so he also needs to fit the company and he also 100%, needs to, yeah he also needs to be uh he also needs to understand you know the products and i think that you know when it comes to raw i think he was he was a good fit for the brand 100%. And, and they like they both like you know were a good option with each other but i think that he didn't do much for the brand, and that's why that's why he got dropped. It's basically it, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely, you're right, one hundred percent. I think that that's uh, that's the case. Uh, 
But uh, you see, the thing is, is like when you have 10 companies and you've been through four, the number is decreasing every, every time. But also, you know what? I mean, let, let's be honest. Most of the companies that are, and I'm not talking about anyone specific, but we talked about this. We actually talked about this yesterday back and forth where we said the companies are not releasing good products, but, uh, you know, mostly rely on marketing, uh, fancy flavors and whatnot, et cetera, et cetera. So at the end of the day, when you have companies that are majority of companies that are not making good supplements, that's a fact. And you have an athlete who every time he signs with a company obligated to say that that's the best on the market, because let's just, you know, let's be honest, that's pretty obvious. That athlete has a certain fan base, right? So, you know, every year his fans get through, this is the best product on the market. This is the best product on the market. At one point or another, even the most stupid, ridiculous fan will go like, hold on a second. Um, I don't know if I can trust this guy. You know, so that's the problem. So I think your credibility and your value, it has to drop. It yeah. has to drop. And I think, uh, I do agree again, Shane is right. Radcon seems to be actually, you know, a very obvious choice as probably a front runner to sign somebody like that. But again, let's not forget, we don't know exactly what's going to happen once the the trial is over. I mean, we know that Aaron is going through some stuff right now. And uh, it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's going to be in December. So we don't know, like, you know, uh, what way it's going to go one or the other. I don't know if this is the best time or ideal time to sign any athletes. And I think he has a lot on his plate anyway. I mean, clearly he has a great team behind it. So, you know, it's doable. Nobody says it's not. But do they need Sean? Do, do, do Ratkin really need Sean? The answer is no, they don't. Uh, but they have enough, uh, you know, capabilities, financial capabilities to sign him. And it can't hurt because let's face it. I mean, that's another Mr. Olympia signing. So it can't be bad. It just depends on the price. But I would also probably pick Ratkin as a front runner if that's to happen. Yeah. Good input, guys. Good input. Leonardo, your favorite Ninja Turtle, Robert. Growing up, my favorite color is red, so I always liked Raphael, but I was more like Donatello because he was the nerdy one and smart one. And I now it's... Huh? You, you could understand I, I, that? I, I, I can agree with that, yeah. 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 Yeah, so Leonardo, this was just the costume because I don't maybe know. Maybe even a Splinter? You could maybe pass as a Splinter? <laughs> yeah, I could pull that off. Leonardo... Um, I always kind of tended to take on the, the leadership roles in like the, whatever organization I was in. So band, I was a section leader or the, or the president and stuff like that. Um, and so Sandy just said, you're, you're the leader. You gotta be Leonardo. Plus he's got swords. So that's kind of where that came from. So growing up, he was not my favorite. Um, but I guess in my old wizened years, I'm, I'm trans transforming well, into Leonardo. You are, uh, you are definitely a leader of this, this whole gang here. Yeah. I am an industry titan of industry and a thought leader. So there we go. I'm the Leonardo of the supplement industry. <laughs> AKA, AKA Splinter or Shredder. Sean, Robert was happy to drive you around, but upset about the three star review you left me. I, I left you a little tip in that back in that back golf compartment. Don't worry, Sean. Just go open, crack it open, you'll see it. Uh, Don't shoot it in the veins. Just smoke it. <laughs> Speaking of that. Following on Robbie's earlier comment, Robbie, drugs? You say that like it's a bad thing. No, it's a great thing. I gave you a compliment, fucker. 
Paul, I'm not sure if anyone heard, but the FDA removed hordenine and hygienamine from their dietary supplement ingredient advisory list. That's a good thing. I saw this yesterday, but I was sort of like, because they they emailed it out, and I was like, okay, cool. But they didn't really, like, you still have to submit an NDI and everything. So unless you did that, you're still fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It's a step in the right was, direction, I guess. Because I read the email and I was like, oh shit, it's removed. And I was like, this is great. And then they're yeah. like, but you got to go through all this. And even then. Right. And I was like, okay. So. It doesn't change a shit, to be honest. No. You still have to go through the. Because I imagine that that applies to many ingredients. If you submitted an NDI for ingredients that. Like, I assume that would be, from what I know, that's. I don't, I don't know the process. Yeah, but you know what? I still I say it. I said it one time. I said it again. This whole adversary list is like a toilet paper. Just like it's bullshit. Put it well, in that's the other thing. When they came out with it, they were like, "I see virus to your list." And it was like, "Oh, they're banned." And I was like, "Well, to be fair, FDA yeah. said nothing on this list is banned." Yeah, they said that these are ingredients that we're looking at. And then what happened? Everybody pulled them. <laughs> they were like, "I don't want to." Sp- I don't want to spend time thinking that it might not get removed. So right. they said it's not banned. We just think it might not be legal and we're looking at it. And then what? Two years just later, they're like, they're like, oh, you know what? It's not on the advisory list, but it's still arguably not legal until you do this. So it's, yeah. uh, it's very like, I, like I said, I didn't want to share it because I'm like, oh, if you say something like it's not on the advisory list, people might start using it. Right. Just because you said it's not on there. But you could still get in trouble unless you've gone through the NDI process. Mm. So I thought it was, yeah. Sridhar. Great that it's changed, though, because that shit hadn't changed for like a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been maybe two years. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, they had an ad shift or do anything. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, with Assassin, Double Impact, Hooligan, Time Cop, Bare Knuckle, are there more pre-workouts in the works? Yes. Yes, there are. Bloody hell. Bloody hell, yeah. That's one. I, I don't There's know if, what, if that's... A, it, I wanted to ask you, do you think it should uh, constitute as a pre-workout? I mean, you take, you take it a pre-workout, yeah. Yeah. Pre-workout. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's either that or a natural Viagra. I mean, well, it work like that too. <laughs> yeah, it can. Or increasing I mean, blood I don't, flow. I don't really stink, but like, bloody hell, and then saying that you can use it yeah, pre sex it's, it's probably not an appropriate name. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Engorged. You're going to be veiny. I mean, there are other reasons as well, but whatever. You will have a better load, man. Just saying. Uh, There's a cat climbing on the fence outside right now. There's a fucking cat that crawled onto my house at 10, 30, 11 o'clock every single fucking night. Nope. It's jumping. Bro, I got exactly the same issue in my home. Yeah, it crawled under, and then it's like my my camera at the back ticked off, and I'm like, this son of a bitch. It's like a hotel, checking at 11, and then at 7 in the morning, motherfucker leaves. And it Bro. just happened every... So then I boarded the bottom up. I put planks around every single fucking hole I could find. 
And then it came up to my door and it's like tapping on the door. And I was like, get fucked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you try and stay at my house every night for like the last year. It's done. We're out. Has a Listen, comeback. So every fucking day around like 11 or 12, or 12 uh, Kat, I think he's, he's from neighbors or something, but he lives, he lives close by. And he always come exactly the same time, every every damn every damn time, every damn spot. And he's waiting for a food because my mom, my mom, like oh no no don't, food, that's like, a... once or twice or something, you know. Nah. She 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 felt bad for for the poor little kitty, and I was like, fuck off, you motherfucker, you know. So I was like, I'm not bad move. You, you don't feed the cat because then it's just like you know what. Bro, and now, yeah, and now he's coming like every day. And, yeah, man. And like two days ago, I was so fucking pissed because my my uh, window was always open, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he came to my room at like eleven or twelve p.m. and he was like, you know, meowing or and, and whatever. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of my room, man. So I was like. So never, never, now, never feed him. He's, he's coming every day. I'm, I'm like so pissed. No, it's like a child. Once you feed them, they don't stop coming back for more food. Yeah, just don't feed them, and man. you're not a problem this year. I just hope he's, least, not gonna, uh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna my, my, because in my room I got loads of games here. You know, lots of tops. So I hope he's not gonna steal anything. <laughs> Mother rapper. <laughs> uh, that that brings up a question. Okay. Are y'all dog or cat people, or do you just don't like pets? Dog. Your dog? Yeah, man. I'm torn. Dog. Bobby's dog. Okay. I grew up with cats, but I like the, like, I mean, a cat's just a cat. Like, no one's going to ask you, what's your cat look like? What kind of cat is it? They're all just fucking cats. They look the bloody same. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe they're different colors. But a dog Bro. can be like a reflection because it's there's different breeds and they different traits and all this. Dog is like ride or die, you know. Yeah, dog, no matter they what, they can do shit. A cat is just like, where's your cat? I don't fucking know. Up the street somewhere, <laughs> at Lucas's house, getting a feed. I don't know. <laughs> do any of y'all have pets? Children no, do not I count. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Ava. <laughs> yeah, children don't count. <laughs> I don't have any pets. Uh, you got a cat, Brooke. Dog I'm people off. all the way. You fed the cat, man. The embodiment of evil. Not me, my mom. That you, doesn't count. Yeah, cat's not gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, that's Lucas is different from his mother." It's gonna be like that house gives me food. What the fuck are you talking about? You fed the cat, bro. You don't feed the cat. It's one one. I didn't fed him. My mom did. All the cat knows is someone in that house gives me food. I don't care if it's Lucas or his mom. Okay. Yeah, Simon. Simon is right, hundred percent. Simon says you are right. I will say I, I do think that I like dogs slightly a bit like grown ones, but I mm. find kittens slightly cuter than puppies. I don't, like tiny little things. Yeah, but the cats grow up so fast because when but they're kittens and they scratch you, it's cute. But when they grow up and they scratch you, it hurts. <laughs> you know what's it's the horrible. worst? Small dogs. And I apologize, yeah. Jay. <laughs> If you are listening to this, but like the little pomeranians, you could just pick up and punt a or something. No go. Oh, holy oh. shit, man! 
What the hell is this? <laughs> Lucas wants something like a St. Bernard or a German Shepherd or something. Bro. Yeah, um, man. Those, those Europeans, they want those uh, big bear dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seen, is it what's that what's that dog that looks like a fucking bear? I remember seeing one in New York one time. It was just just this big bushy motherfucker and I was like, that that's closer to a bear than it is a dog. You mean Chow Chow? I don't know what it's called. Look, man. I, don't, <laughs> I think I don't so. Any... He looks like a small lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called a chow chow. Yeah. Looks looks ridiculous. I would assume that you, like you call a dog like a breed of dog a chow chow. I'm assuming it's like a pomeranian or something. Like it's this little furball thing that you can just like throw. It's amazing how many different breeds of dogs there are. People yeah. say that all the time, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's this. That's this," and I'm like. Dude, that dog's big and fluffy. That's the extent of my breed knowledge, okay? Yeah. That one's little and fluffy. That one's got black hair. That's all yeah. I know. There are so many breeds, and it's it's amazing. Like, you, you meet somebody who knows every fucking breed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I have no clue. They even know, like, when it's mixed or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like that. I, 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 I will say, like, okay, this dog is cute, and that's that's my extent of it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it's a mix. It's, like, sweet. Move to shit. Fernando Rabinov. Is it weird to work with other channels to develop a product for a brand? Or how does that work? You don't work with other channels. You work with other individuals, I would say. And it's up to the brand owner how they want to go about orchestrating a uh, collaboration or consultation with an individual. What do you mean so, channels? I think they're yeah. saying, like, do you, like, if you work with another channel... To, to develop a product for a brand or something. Yeah, but what do they mean? Yeah, but what do you mean by channel? Because I don't understand the question a bit. Like two YouTube channels work together to build a brand, to build a, a product oh. or something. Oh, so like you would collaborate with Pricefile or something, right? Right, yeah, and it, it's not like yeah. that. It's, it, it, you work with an individual to do something if you're going to do anything. You're not, it's oh, not like an official like review bros and supplement your channel. It's not Price engineer. Like no, no, no. Uh, supplement plow. There you go. <laughs> or like, no, you know, it's an individual thing. You're, not, you're not affiliated yeah. with the, the brand or something like that. It's or with, so the, with say, the other channel. So let's say we would be like uh, Oreo and Ghost. No, that's, no, I think he's meaning like, I don't know. Is he meaning channels as in like. They are adding talking. Yeah, Fernando, I, I, clarify I, your question. I don't know if he means like channels as in like a YouTube channel or channels as in like avenues of business or whatever. Yeah, if you if you're still listening, Fernando, uh, clarify your question in the comments and then we can do it. But usually, the brand owner reaches out to whoever they want to work with, and then you come to some kind of agreement on what yeah. the scope of the project is, and you sit down, you have some meetings, and you hash out the products, and you go from there. Or if you're in Robbie's case, he texts me at two in the morning saying, "What do you think of this?" And I said, "I'm sleeping. You fuck. Go back to bed. I'll talk to you in the morning." True story. <laughs> 100% true. <laughs> I get me to be honest though. It's a it's a mixed bag. Like I'll get a text from Robert and I'll be like, "The fuck? This is like one in the morning. He should be asleep." But then I also get messages from Robert at like 4:30 in the fucking morning, or like your time 4:30 and I'm like, "Why am I yeah. getting a message? This is Lucas's time, not Robert's. He should be asleep." Why the fuck is he up, up so early? early. Yeah, see? Early, it's a trade-off. Yeah, but fucking Robert goes to bed like at fucking 7 or 8 p.m. and then wakes up at midnight and all of a sudden, yeah. like, you know what? Sometimes you'll fucking text message him or something and no reply. The guy is dead. He's disappeared. 
Then at 12 o'clock, like, you know, okay, he's starting a conversation if it's nothing happened. But like, seriously? Like, who the fuck goes to bed in the evening and wakes up at night? He does. I, I do. Or, yeah, exactly. Or sometimes I just, like, at 7 o'clock, I just turn my phone on silent and I don't look at it the rest of the night. So that's why I don't get, I wake up and there's, you know, 150 text messages between you three knuckleheads when I wake up in the morning. And then I play catch up. Uh, today when I woke up, there was like 65 messages between you guys. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can't have been me. Was it me? I had, yeah, it, I was, it was you. It was you, Robert, from Robert, discussing yeah. some stuff. Simon says, cat will walk up to you and rub on your leg. And when you put the hand on the pet, the cat will jump on you like a mad freak. You can't read cats. You know when dogs are Yeah, happy. it's, it's yeah, right. It's, cats have like parts on their body that they just don't want you to even touch. But if you touch it, they'll kill you. Or they'll try to. And that part changes, I think. Some, yeah. My cat, when I grew up, you couldn't touch like it's, it, like it's lower, like I don't know, mid back, lower back. You could pat his head, but your fingers slipped. Yeah. yeah. That bitch just turn around and dice your eyes out. Did you, had, did you have a skinny cat or a fat cat? As I said, dude, look, I, I know fuck all about breeds of dogs. So I know sweet fuck all. I had a cat, man. Was it fat? I don't yeah, know. But was it skinny or was it fat bastard? Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, man. Bastard cat. Lucas, you, you, you forget that uh, that that chain doesn't eat carbs, so he was fucking keeping it on a diet too. Yeah, probably. I, mean, I don't really know what the. I mean, cat's legs are skinny no matter what, so I didn't really judge. It wasn't heavy. <laughs> it was. And it was a run. Low carb day. That's the one thing. I commend cats. They, those those sons of bitches like can run, can accelerate like, and they can jump like crazy. I've seen some cats where they like line up a jump, and I'm like, "There's no fucking way you get on that roof." And Dude. it's just not—it's not even like a, a a running jump. It's just like a fucking standing leap. It's it insane. It all depends on of the cat, you know. If it's fat, well, if it's fat, he's not going anywhere. He's, he's not going anywhere, bro. But it just blows my mind that they can walk up to like a like a building, and they'll just look at and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna get ready." Because it's a long way to fall. I understand that they could still land, but like, yeah. they just walk up and be like, yeah, I reckon this is a shot. And then they yeah, get in their position to make the jump. I don't think, like, I have anywhere near as much confidence to jump anything within my ability. <laughs> like that shit. Fernando, Robert, you explained it better with an individual, but you explained it well. The company owner handles that. Thanks. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is, unless the uh, a brand has a dedicated like CSO on staff or something like like Glaxon with Joey. Joey is their formulator, and the other brands just have an in-house guy, or they'll have like their team of people will will put it together. I'm not sure how Dan at Ghost does, but I mean, I know he's he's savvy with ingredients, so he'll handle formulations. He might get some input for some other people, but usually it's it's kind of a brand dependent thing. Or you know, with Apollo and Robbie develops what he comes with a base of with formula, and then he reaches out to me and says, "Hey, what do you think of this? Do we want to tweak anything? Do you, should we not do this?" Um, and that's, that's kind of what it is, at least from with the brands that don't have a dedicated CEO or CSO, they'll reach out for somebody for input. And then you structure a deal. You can either give them a flat fee and say, Hey, this is my, my formulation fee, or you can develop some kind of, uh, like profit sharing thing where here it's a small, like upfront 
like just here's you're paying for like here's the formula and then i get a royalty on every other bottle everybody's kind of uh structures their deals a little bit differently that was something that was hard for me to figure out initially was how the hell do i build this i mean i know what my my worth is in terms of writing what's what's the supplement knowledge worth for putting a formula together and then it's not just a matter of giving a brand a formula and saying here this is the form like you want a new tropic here it is it it very rarely goes like that because then they take it to their manufacturer manufacturer comes back and says here's the cost the brand owner might say we're not okay spending you know this much money on a nootropic we just don't think it's going to sell that well can we get down the cost so at that point you have to go back and forth with the brand saying okay what are you okay pulling do you want to have more ingredients but lower dosages of those ingredients or fewer ingredients but you're going to dose them out max and this is kind of goes back to what we were talking about last night with uh robbie and lucas offline is that my my kind of opinion is I would rather have fewer ingredients and dose the shit out of those things than have 86 ingredients and only have like 10 milligrams of them in there. But it, it kind of like everybody's got their own flavors of it. It kind of depends on how much do you buy into the, the complementary actions and the synergism of ingredients versus we know what the full dosages are of these ingredients in isolation. So you might as well just dose it all the way out if you can. Um, I yeah, that's more or less what it is. I always said it more doesn't equal better. Which means just like pixie dusting a formula by like adding the encyclopedia list of ingredients, you know, doesn't make it, you know, great. You know, you can do a great formula. Let's say, you know, a perfect example is a bloody hell. You got like three crazy good ingredients that are like clinically dosed and you know what you're buying and the formula works. So, you know, yeah. and it's, you know, to be honest, it's simple, but it's super effective. So what else? What else you want, you know? You, you exactly. Know what? You got three different pathways, and you just you dose it, and you hit them all on, on exactly. that, and it works. Exactly. Just like... And I think that that's what, what people are missing, and you've been saying it a few times, Lucas, now, and you're so right about it. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, we have a few, a few labels that are pretty long, but every ingredient, and I insist on it, unless it's, like, fully dosed to a point where we know that it's you can call it clinical dose or the dose that's been studied or the dose that we aware of that it works, you know, yeah. unless it's fully dosed, I don't want to see it. Like once I see something that is like even half dose or something like that, I get, I, I get disappointed. I get very, very upset actually, even though it's not my brand because I know for a fact, okay, they know just like we do, uh, you know, what is the right dose, but they clearly don't want to put it there. And the only reason why they don't is because it's cheaper. So yeah. you're 100% right. You know, you can put a very good product with two, three solid, um, you know, solid doses, two, three, that, uh, you know, two, three products and they will work. You at the same time can do a fully fucking jacked stacked label that obviously is going to cost a lot of money to the company no doubt about it i mean that's just the way it is but i think that the whole point right now is is like and, and you nailed it so well you know they fucking doing this whole list of supplements and you of ingredients and you will see an ingredient that's supposed to be arguably you know say 50 milligram but you see five or you it has to be a thousand but you see a hundred and it's there and you know not everybody is uh, is involved with the industry the way you do not everybody is involved the way you do the research and you actually know 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 what works and what doesn't so 
are we coming to a point where like the, the consumer goes like, oh, look, this is a cool ingredient and they put it in there, but it's ineffective. Can it work in synergy? Robert, Robert is 100% right. It can. It can work in synergy. It can, it, can, it can do its magic, but also possibly not because it's still underdosed. And we don't know how that synergy works. We don't know if it's going to complement each other or it's not going to complement each other. We have absolutely, don't mind him. He's barking a lot. Leo. And um, so we don't know that synergy, but we know if it's fully dosed, that it's going to work. We just know that. Yeah. So, you know, it comes down to you don't have to fucking do a whole list of little dosages and because it's not impressive. And, you know, there are people who don't know, but there are those that do. And those that do will tell those that don't. Agreed. You know, in retrospect, Robbie, I think we should have put 50 milligrams of S7 in Bloody Hill. I think it, I think it was missing. I was honestly, but I would go with 100. I, I was actually surprised with, um, was it Black Magic who did 150? Yeah. That was pretty big. I mean, again, I haven't, like, had great results with the ingredient, but to be fair, I never used it at 150. Smack the hell out of him. <laughs> Can we get it on camera? You beating the dog and we send the video to Peter? Nah, I'm not beating him. He's just playing with his fucking toy right in front of me. <laughs> Take the rabbit. Lucas is stirring the shit. Take the rabbit out of the home. Yeah. He's just like, when he plays with his toy, he's not going to shut up. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, uh, 50 or 100 milligram of S7, it's not going to do much in terms of like uh, how much it changes in, ter in terms of a cost. It's not an expensive ingredient at all. No. You know, uh, like 300 milligram of Vaso 6 or Cellflow 6 and 600, that's going to make a huge difference in terms of cost. And that's the reason why you see it, yeah. those lower. What do you think would happen if you put like a Vaso 6 size dose of S7? Like 600. Depends on if uh, Futraceuticals will let you dose it that high. Oh, do they? Yeah, they yeah like the, those, those branded straight. ingredients have like lower thresholds and upper thresholds. Like the Nutrition 21 won't let you put in like 3,000 milligrams of nitrosogene. It's 1,500 say, yeah, and that's it. 15. And they also won't let you use any gray area ingredients too with your products. So say you want to use like urea, hordenine, or hygienamine in your formula. They won't let you use the ingredient in your product with that. And that kind of goes back to what we've talked about before. It's like mm. if you want to use nitrates, you know, Thermolife will give some input into like they want to see their, your formula as to what you're doing to see if they agree. Like you're not using their ingredients with something that is potentially going to get seized by the FDA. And, and all, a lot of these other uh, branded ingredient houses will do that. They'll have certain stipulations that and you have to meet them in order to be able to use their licensed material. So, you know, will will a brand let you? Maybe get away with like I don't think Matt over at you know Cellflow Six would let you just sprinkle in fifty milligrams of Cellflow Six no. and say, oh yeah, we're using Cellflow Six. There's going to be a, a bottom threshold like three hundred milligrams or something, or maybe one fifty. Um, but they're not going to let you just pixie dust it in there and say, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's we're good. No, they don't want to be associated with bullshit like that. And some of the other major ingredient places won't either. But but we see it all the time. Uh, yeah, you're right. Not with Vaso 6 or Cellflow or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, the good ingredients. But sometimes, and it pisses me off, I'm not even talking about trademarked ingredients. I'm talking in general. You will see something as ridiculous, and I have seen as uh, tyrosine at 50 milligram. I mean, tyrosine yeah. at 50 milligram. And the reason why I get pissed when I see something like that, because I, I do, not that I understand or support, but 
you know, it's one thing when you have something that is a trademark ingredient or something that actually works. And, but you have something that is cheap, like very, very, very cheap ingredient that costs almost yeah. nothing. Why do you embarrass yourself and put, you know, a fracture of what the dose is actually supposed to be? Uh, to me, that literally makes no sense. If you are such a cheap bastard and you're trying to make products, you know, and you're trying to save money, at least dose the cheap ingredients well and yeah. then the expensive ingredients because you're cheap and you know and and a crook you know do that as you know self-love you were allowed to you're going to put 50 milligram but put tyrosine at 1500 or something like that at yeah. least i will understand but when you're trying to cut corners on a cheap ingredient like better alanine like tyrosine like like those you know the, the cheaper ones mm -hmm. i it makes zero sense to me like i literally don't understand why would anyone yeah. do it because even from a business perspective it's a stupid move yeah, yeah exactly Paul, my cat Ninja is unlike any others. He loves belly rubs and drums. He likes any and all pets and attention. That is unique. That is a that's what, cat Ninja. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Uh, Sandy's old cat. She got that cat when she was nine, and it died in 2015. That thing lived to be 20 something years old, 22 years old. And that thing, like the last five years of its life, all it would ever do is jump on your lap and just want to be pet. Uh, and that was the whole like it, it was just a chill cat. So it's a pretty sweet life, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Robic, your cat your uh rabbit is making some crazy noises <laughs> out there. <laughs> it needs some lettuce. Go feed it some rabbit food. <laughs> Will Anarchy Labs ever make a return, Robbie? Uh it crossed my mind. It did. Like actually I was thinking about it like a few times that maybe like a special little return. Like I mean it's it it would be very challenging considering right now that Assassin and, and Shogun are under Apollo nutrition. And especially, you know, even like they say gray area products, ingredients like hygienamine and hordenine are right now officially allowed according to some people, which they were never banned in the first place. But uh, I think like Anarchy Labs, the whole point behind it was that it had DMA. I mean, back when DMA was allowed, but it had like, it was, uh, I mean, everything we uh, we do, we fully dose. And it's very, very important to me more than anything to make sure that we fully dose the products and they are legit. And I, I, I can look people in the eyes and know that, you know, I'm not going to embarrass myself that I'm not uh, cutting corners or anything like that. But uh, it... <sighs> I, with Anarchy Labs, it would have to be something not necessarily edgy in terms of uh, gray area products or something like that. That's not the intention. But it would have to be, I think, in order to come back. I, I can't justify bringing Assassin or Shogun over there because it makes no sense. So it would have to be something edgier and something a little bit more maybe even risque or something. But uh, it definitely crossed my mind maybe even bringing like a vintage ugly label and nasty, nasty taste of uh, the very first one. That would be cool. I know that somebody like Shane cracking the smile would not complain about that. And I'm pretty sure there that was literally of... what I was thinking. I was like, once your brand, like if the brand yeah, involves, I, I, I think is. Yeah, I actually saw, I think, Uncle Eddie, he came to he came to a poem with the very yeah. first uh, container of Assassin. And he, show, and, and he shows me inside and it's like rotten inside. It's like so bad. I'm like, I'm ho I hope that you're not fucking taking it. He goes, no. He says, but this one means so much to me. He says, I carry it everywhere with me. And the <laughs> truth is, is that he was the first one actually to, to showcase it to the world, so to speak. And he, he keeps it in his bag for some reason or in his car. He just goes like, 
this is like so maybe to bring it back to those like diehard fans and stuff like that on one hand i could on the other hand i can't bring the same formula back because dma obviously is banned everything else is fine but dma is banned so you know it would not be exactly the same formula so maybe yeah. we'll see Bogdan, so if it's the same thing, why the name change? Uh, Robbie and I have actually been talking to Matt uh, behind the scenes, and we're working on getting a podcast together with him. He just had surgery this past week, so we wish uh, Matt a, a you know, safe, speedy recovery with all that. But soon uh, we're going to have him jump on a, and do an interview, and we'll kind of get into however much he wants to get into it as far as why the rebranding, why the, the new name for the ingredient. And Mitch with Subs on Deck is in the right direction of what's going on. There were some uh, things behind the scenes with business partners and whatnot and, you know, a meeting of the minds and then a splitting of the minds. And so Matt's going on with Cellflow 6 now. And uh, that's why you see that and not Vaso 6 in Bloody Hell. And if you want to try Bloody Hell and save 15% with that big Fact. discount, use the code final scoop. <laughs> <laughs> See how well we work together, dude. It's marriage made in heaven. You know what? There is four of us, and there are four Ninja Turtles. So I mean, okay. So if I'm Leonardo, what are you three guys? Oh shit! Well, you need, you oh, need wait, a change. Robbie's Raphael. You... Robbie's Raphael. That, that's yeah. Not but even you a need to change. You're Donatello. Okay, I'll be Donatello. I, mean, I understand you're the leader, but <laughs> we're talking personalities here. It's, uh, is Raphael cool? It, Raphael's the angry one. Yeah, he's oh, pretty. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's the cool mm-hmm. guy, but he's always angry. He's cool, yeah. but he he's got a temper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I, I don't remember like the characters or anything like that. But Raphael, for some but reason, that came, that leaves it, it, it Michelangelo came out very, very gay. <laughs> yeah, who's Michelangelo? <laughs> the Shane and Lucas. Who's Michael? It's me or Lucas? Because then whoever <laughs> is Michelangelo, the other one's Leonardo. <laughs> What's the difference? Who's the party? Michelangelo dude? is like the dude that eats pizza, rides a skateboard. He's the He's party dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and the other one? He doesn't do any work. Leonardo's oh, like he's the serious leader. motherfucker. Yeah. Oh shit, that's a tough one. I don't know which one is. Me and Lucas can just be Michelangelo. We'll be we'll both. We'll just fuck the third one. We'll fuck the fourth one. Bro, I can be the I can be the fat crowd if you want me to. No worries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Robbie is Raphael. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it, that that wasn't even a question. Yeah, so when I was growing up, Rafael was for some reason a very popular name. Oh shit! I don't even know if I can say this. Uh in in Soviet Union, back in Soviet Union, it was like considered gay. Like, uh, oh. uh, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll sh- I'll I'll show my feminine side. There we go. <laughs> Oh, see, the, even the even the people with agree with us, Robbie. Hmm. Uh, any other comments or questions, guys? Keep them going in. You had two weeks to get your questions in and think of something to try and stump our panel of game changers, innovators, thought leaders. Yeah, look at that. I'm going through the stack 3D feed right now. Um, Did you see the? Actually, you know what? Talking about the the the, the dosages. I was surprised that Muscle Farm... I'm not surprised they put BCAs in there. Dude, 300 milligrams? They, 600. I'm 600. surprised they, they... they. I mean, I like transparency. I do. But I just... I, I don't get why you would want to have that 
like on their like it's at the bottom of the can. You see it, six hundred. Yeah, it's because they know the the average consumer doesn't know how many. BCAAs yes, but then see effective. if you just said BCAAs, right, and didn't yeah. say the amount, the average consumer would be like, oh sweet, there's BCAAs in there, and then me yeah. would be like, oh cool, there's aminos in here. But then when you tell me that it has six hundred, I'm always I'm like, hmm. Because there are other energy drinks out there that have aminos, and I right. suspect that they're probably not. You know, yeah, I mean, Bang's they're not got five grams in there, and uh, didn't Zaw say that they have aminos in some shitty amount? Yeah. Oh yeah, they have shitty amount too, isn't it? I thought I think they're three hundred, if not less, or less. They were, yeah, actually, they they yeah, they're another one that says um, the, uh, the 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 amount. I can't. Was it? No, it was like a pathetic. If not fifty, fifty or a hundred, some shit like that. Maybe it was. It's not on the can. I'm pretty sure it's in their marketing material. You sure it's not on the can? Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty. Okay, so there you go. Boom. But then at the same time, it's one of those things like um, I don't know. If the president said, "Get a two hundred milligrams of BCAs a day," you'd be like, "Oh shit, that's how much I need." Yeah. Because he's so confident, he's saying the amount. So, like, someone who doesn't necessarily know and sees 250 or 600, they'll be like, that must be how much I need, 600. That's amazing. But then, like, myself, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, 5G minimum is typically what you're looking at, and it's just a weird dose to be proud of. I don't know. I was surprised that they put but, it on but, there. But, but, Shane, you've been doing this for, what, 10 years now? Yeah, but see, even if you, but the, 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 like, to the, like Robert said, to the average consumer, right? Like, if you say a number, they're not going to know what the fuck it is. They're like, okay, whatever. But if you just say BCAAs, it's probably going to have the same meaning as if you tell them 600 milligrams of BCAAs. 100%. You're right. You're right. But then, but then you cover both sides if you, like, to someone who knows what dose they're looking for. If they don't know it, they're more likely to buy it versus someone who's not doesn't know or like c600 it's like that's not well nice. remember what i said a couple of times now that uh you know needless to say i'm i'm against uh you know proprietary plans and i'm sure the four of us uh oh i mean know, i'm against it too but this <laughs> but this i would love to see in a proprietary plant this is what I, yeah i feel like if they hit it, if they hit like a small amount, like let's say they put 50 milligrams and they hit there, it in a blend. There was no need. You're right. But just put BCAs and that's it. Don't tell us how much it is. At least yeah. I'm not going to fucking make fun of you and hate you I mean, as much. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to buy this. Like I'm, I'm still going to buy it if I want energy. And it's not that I care how much BCAs are in my energy drink. But it's just... I don't know. I'm, I'm just sort of looking at. It, I'm like, why would you be? Why would you put it on there? I just, I just, I f I'm like, I mean, it's not going to stop me from buying it, but I just don't understand the benefit. How much would you be willing to pay in international shipping for these, Shane? I already paid it, man. It's on the way. <laughs> it's it's the BCEA that made him buy it. it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. All right. So we always make fun. Of, we say things when we we say thought leaders, game changers. We're mostly being sarcastic when we're saying these things about ourselves. Uh, okay, no, speak we're for not. yourself. No, we're not. Speak for yourself, yeah, speak uh, for Robert. Yourself. Okay. Says the man dressed up as Leonardo, the leader <laughs> yeah. of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> these shitheads actually have these pretentious titles of Chief Visionary Officer, 
chief positivity <laughs> officer. What the fuck? What the fuck? I so these people that. actually got to choose their titles, and they're they're putting this on there in an all serious you, manner. You, you know what? When I say what's, what, what what's I the think? Rock's title? A founder, probably. Oh, you know what? I like I mean, that. Not as pretentious as chief visionary officer or chief positivity officer. I well, mean, the chief on. positivity comes off, you know, like somebody, you know, immediately what came to mind. If it's somebody came to see him and he says, man, I can't get it up. And he will say, stay positive. It will come. I'm still tired. Oh, you need to see our chief energy officer. <laughs> chief energy officer. You got the rocks. Give me, wake the fuck up in your face. Yeah, that's just... But then again, you know what? We're making fun of this. How many people are actually taking it seriously? Because it's the rock. You know, to them, we look pathetic. We look look like a bunch of fucking idiots. This guy's rolling in it, selling 250 milligrams of BCAs. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's just, when when you start labeling yourself that way, just... Every time we say it around here, it's tongue in cheek. It's very much tongue in cheek. I'm gonna change my signature in my email. Yeah, when people have that from just... whatever the hell it is. I'm gonna change it to something like this. Oh, good God! Happy Shane, here yeah. I come. Chief, I don't know. Chief Sweet Officer. <laughs> Captain No Carb. Captain No Carb. Yeah. Chief No Carb Officer. We can do that. Chief Carbs Officer. Oh, CCO. There we go. Yeah. Two deals. But, so did you order from Muscle and Strength Chain, or did you order from Muscle? Uh, thank you. Yeah, Muscle, you from Farm, Muscle Farm don't have it on their site. This is uh, it must, is it I think they must. It must be for like maybe yeah. a set, set. I don't yeah. know. I can't imagine them keeping this thing exclusive to an online retailer. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. It was a good deal when they launched too. Uh, three bucks for two cans. I grabbed mine straight away. Oh shit! It's Robert. Hi. Sandy made that comment. She says, isn't it amazing how in superhero movies and comic books, this makes people not understand who in the world they're talking to and the second it's gone, they're going, oh, it's you now. Yeah, but that's one of those Hollywood things. It's one of those, like, where, like, you accept that stupidity and it just becomes a part of the story. And then people can use it in other movies. It's like like the black horn-rimmed glasses with Superman. Uh, Yeah, it's like horror movies when they're like, oh, my God, he's chasing me. I'm like, I don't know. Call the fucking police. Go in the middle of the street. Yeah, and then they're like on the street. No one's there. And I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. There's always someone in the street. Chips ahoy. So, do we know yet? Like, because I remember when they released oh, this way back. I don't know. You know back in 2016, 2017. I, um, I don't know what this is. I know it's. It must be important. That's as far as my. Because Dan actually messaged this to me because I hadn't seen it. Oh, yeah. oh you didn't he, see this back then. No, 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 the, the Space Jam teaser thing. Yeah. I hadn't seen it um, when, uh, it, like, I, I don't know, I wasn't tagged or anything. I wasn't notified. And then two hours later, or an hour and a half later, Dan yeah. sent it to me. And I was like, I mean, this has got to be something important based on that. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I very rarely get things sent to me um, from someone at the brand. So even though the teaser's vague... I think, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he even, like the collaborations, he doesn't directly send me the info. Mm-hmm. I sort of wait till I see it. So this, I think, must be something of uh, insignificance. Do you think it will be a supplement or do you think it's going to be uh, an I'm only I'm only going off the fact that they've teased it and that 
that that that Dan f said it was important enough to send me. So I have to think that if, that if it can be bigger than a special edition flavor, it would be. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm just basing it off what little things I know. Interesting. Be curious to see what it is. I have to think it's a flavor. But I th as I said in the story, it's the the interesting part is that it's not a uh, it's their first non food collab flavor. Right. Yeah. Because G Fuel like. That was my example. They teamed up with Crash Bandicoot, and like these are things that don't have flavors attached. And then G Fuel's Correct. created a flavor for it. That's not something Ghost has done yet. Ghost hasn't no. like, I don't know. When you create a flavor for a movie, you have to give the movie a flavor. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there to base it on. Ghost has only ever done things that have flavors already there for them. Right. So I, I think this might be that. Maybe um, they will do like a Bugs Bunny flavor or something you 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 know it's gonna be like it's not gonna g fuel would probably do one for every single fucking looney tunes yes know, they would character. be like carrot sure. juice and you'd get a you'd get Carrie. a marvin the martian you'd get a fucking tasmanian you get all of them but yeah that's right ghost. it could be so bugs bunny's carrots it could be a carrot cake flavored protein no it's not no probably come not. on nah. this is this is this is ghost so it's gonna be playing yeah. more into the nostalgic yeah, 90s space jam yeah, it it'll be it'll be more just the whole general Space Jam thing. But did, did yeah. Don leak to, like any information? This is gonna be like due to the the old Space Jam or the newest one with the. Uh, That's what I'm Jam. saying. I think it, it has to be the old Space Better Jam. Better be the it, the only Space Jam that exists. All of their collabs have been one. that very nostalgic. Like yeah. they haven't partnered with anybody that released a candy that became popular in the last two years. They've gone yeah. for those things that have been around for a while, which is why Dan and Ryan are our age. Think about this. Think about this. So when we're talking about Nutter Butter or Oreo or something like that, those are actual flavors, right? So you can no. taste them. They're actually sold over the counter and, and any supermarket. So you can see them. What is Space Jam like in terms of flavor? What is it? But that's, what, that's what I was saying. That's what G Fuel's done. G Fuel did it two years ago and when they partnered with Resident Evil, the game, they partnered with Mortal Kombat, they partnered with Free Guy, they've done it with Venom, the new Venom movie. They create flavors for things that don't have flavors. Which, which I think is cool from for, for the perspective, but G Fuel, I would expect that from them, especially <laughs> considering that... <laughs> zero faith. Uh, zero, zero faith in Uncle Joe. My but bad, sorry. I, 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 Poor, I more example. <laughs> I, I think I think that uh, you know it's cool because G Fuel. I mean, essentially, I when I look at them, I don't look at them actually as a supplement sports performance company. I yeah. look at them more as a gaming kind of like a very unique yeah. space. So yeah. I'm hundred percent okay with it. With Ghost, it's a little bit trickier for me personally because I come from uh, from the era, and you know, all of us here, even though I'm the oldest one, shit, I missed TJ because I didn't feel this shitty, but um, you know. Um, we come from from a very typical bodybuilding, uh, working out, health, fitness, diet, training kind of environment. So, you know, uh, we play different sports, uh, all of us. And, you know, performance is very, very big, obviously, for us. And this is what essentially supplements are for. Um, and I feel like a lot of companies kind of lost the, the, the kind of the track of what supplements are intended to be. When we're talking about 
game-changing or something like that, and it has to do with the flavor, something is wrong with the industry. We're not, uh, you know, we're not in a flavor business. We're in a supplement business. Supplements are supposed to help people, help people perform better, lose weight, get energy, supplement the dieting, uh, you know, patterns and stuff like that. That's what we essentially are here. You know, and when we call it out, like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get, but I'm kind of used to it by now, a lot of heat for this. But the truth is, like, shut the fuck up. I mean, it's ridiculous. What are we doing here? We we literally fucking are we a supermarket? Are we in a business of candies? And what are we doing? What, what I mean, that that's like how we flavor is important. Don't get me wrong. And I always say, like, with a pre-workout, I could care less. Uh, you know, if the if a pre-workout is absolutely jacked, it's going to be very, very hard to flavor it. And I remember when Shane said, the better pre-workout, typically, you know, it doesn't taste the best. And I'm okay mm. with it. I'm 100% okay with it. I, I see it myself as, uh, you know, one of those guys who would say that. When it comes to a protein or something like BCAs, EAAs or whatever, I would like it for it to taste good. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to fucking chug something that tastes like shit. And I think like, you know, the typical flavors of orange and vanilla and chocolate and raspberry, blueberry, whatever you want. We have so many varieties. We really, really do. The flavor doesn't matter how great it is. There are four of us. If the flavor is great for me, by all means, does not mean that you three are going to feel exactly the same way as I do because it's so fucking subjective. It just doesn't exist. It, it, it's impossible. You can call it Space Jam. You can call it Rambo and Terminator for all I care. It's going to look cool. It might be maybe the graphics are going to be cool. But at the end of the day, will it give me the performance? If I'm not eating chicken breast and I'm dieting and I want some clean isolate or I don't know, egg protein or something like that, something that's beneficial to my body. All I care about is the highest possible quality for my buck and for it to taste good for me personally. I don't give a flying fuck how it tastes for you because we have different taste buds and that's 100% okay. But we're in a business of supplements. We're not in a business of flavors. They have obviously important role in all this because we are consuming it. But when I see such emphasis on supplements, I will, I, I've seen myself, I've seen something that would taste incredible. I'm not talking about a palm, I'm talking just in general. I've had supplements that tasted absolutely phenomenal. I emphasize again, for me, it tasted delicious, but it was crap. It was pretty, it was crap formula. It was not beneficial to me. On the other hand, let's just say, for example, what do we do when we have candy? or we have something that tastes delicious, pizza or whatever. You know, we have a slice, and if we really, really like it, and we're really, really hungry, we're gonna have another slice, and another slice, and another slice, and then we turn, as Lucas says, into a fat bastard. So it's not beneficial to us, but it tastes very, very good. We purchased it because it tastes good. We purchased it because we are hungry. So we, in that specific need for something that tastes good, regardless of the fact that it's not really very healthy for us, but we know what we're doing. We're doing it consciously. We bought something, we eat, and it's not healthy, just like we were fucking pigging out in our little competition. We all knew that it's not healthy, but we were having fun, and that was the intention of it, for us to have fun. Now, let me tell you something. If assassin tastes absolutely phenomenal, it tastes great, like something that you cannot fucking get enough of, are you going to fucking consume it throughout the day nonstop? Are you going to be keep drinking it and, and, and you know, like fucking you're going to finish the entire container? You won't because it specifically was developed for performance. 
It was just so you can take it once before the, pre before the workout and then go work out. It can taste good, great. If it doesn't taste really good, but it will help you with performance, guess what? You will still take it. And I've seen people, you know, with the first versions of Assassin that tasted atrocious, they would say it tastes really, really bad. But the ones that were serious, they continued buying it. It developed the, the status that it did in terms of like, you know, pretty much like a legendary pre-workout by now, not because of its taste. The, ta the taste was actually, I was making fun of it. The taste was actually a running joke that it tastes awful but people were still taking it because they were interested in what it had to offer. Right now, we're talking about game-changing, and we're talking about revolutionary and groundbreaking, and it comes to a fucking flavor? Are you for real? I mean, I've seen people that like Chips Ahoy by Ghost, for example. I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. It's not my favorite flavor, but I've seen people, and I'm talking about Ghost right now, that did not like Nutter Butter, but to me, that is one of the best tasting, be best flavors that I personally had. And nobody can argue with me. And nobody can argue that I like it, just like I cannot argue with you if you, for example, did not like it. But the question is, is like when you turn the panel, that's what's important. You know, there is a reason. Lucas, when you're taking pills, you have like, a, you showed us like shitload of pills, right? Do you know how many milligram each pill is? You do, right? You also know how much you want to take throughout the day, what the dosages are, what, what is beneficial to you, correct? 100%. Yeah, but they don't fucking have a flavor. They don't have anything. So why would you take two pills that are 500 milligram, which is, for example, clinical dose, and not take 250? Because you're interested in a clinical dose to benefit your body and performance, correct? And for health reasons. So that's the reason why you're taking it. So what are, we, what are we going to do next? I mean, are, are we really going to evolve into this culture where performance was stuff like that? No wonder they talk about the fact that athletes of today are not as hardcore and not badass <clears throat> like athletes of 20, 30, 40 years ago. Why? Because they worked harder. There were a lot more limits in terms of like choices and everything they had. They were relying on hard work. They were relying on performance. They were relying on, on stuff that actually worked. Today, you have so much luxury. You go to the gym. There are gyms that offer fucking pillows when you do bench press. They offer fucking pillows. I'm not going to lie. I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. But 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 the bottom line is, is those those basic, you know, and and, and you know, Shane is joking in a way. But he, me and him, were just talking about, it and he said the gyms in New Zealand suck, and he yeah. even showed me some pictures and stuff like that. And when he sees uh, photos and videos of a poem, he goes like, "I would like to work awesome. out there," and he likes it and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that's the thing we're discussing a fucking flavor. We're discussing a flavor for performance product that's supposed to help with your performance, that's supposed to give you a healthier, better bodies. And we, talk, we talked yesterday about the fact Lucas just leaned out tremendously because he actually dieted and he works out and he's committed to it. Shane is following a, a workout plan or, and diet and stuff like that because he wants to, to be better. He has a certain goal that he wants to, to, he wants to achieve. I'm doing the same thing. You know, I'm, you know, like, uh, like Jay Cutler, I believe, said uh, a while ago. I think, Lucas, was it Jay Cutler who said, you don't eat for the taste, you eat for, you know, for performance. Something like that, right? He did say it. But that's the, that's, yeah. that's the role model. That's the way it should be. Yeah, you eat to live. You eat to perform. You eat, you eat to, to get better at what you do. And the whole fucking culture and everything just fell apart. And uh, it, it's, the focus is, like, not... Oh, okay. Which supplement? Uh, by the way, Shane Hooker is right now. 
Uh, smashed? It, it, uh, no, JJ is starting right now. You oh. know, and that's, I think, where we're getting lost. And then, you know, what's the point? It's, don't get me wrong, it's cool if something takes cool. It, I mean, I'm, I'm naming some of the products with references to the movies and stuff like that. But I don't forget, you know, I didn't put the name Time Cop and then put a fucking 250 milligram of BCAs on it. Yeah. Hmm. Can I can I bring up two points, Robbie? Sure. Okay. Um, the the first one, I guess, in reference to the game changing, I don't think Shane is saying that. The, no, I didn't say he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I want to make sure for the listeners that may not have read yeah. Shane's article, he's not hyping up the Ghost collaboration as game changing or anything like that. It's it's cool what they're doing, um, but I don't think sh- sh- none of us on the panel it's, are saying it's a game changing thing. Absolutely. So I don't want them yeah. to, to to do that. So that was the first. Yeah. Second thing to the flavoring thing. Yes, I would agree flavoring technology has evolved more, and there is definitely much more emphasis on things tasting good these days. In the, in the clinical population, when it gets when one of the biggest hurdles for people is compliance, so getting them to take their medicines every day, whether it's for high blood mm. pressure, high cholesterol, anything like that, um, you know, may, the same thing could be – you could maybe translate it into the supplement space where if, some, if something tastes like shit, Individuals may just like that, that hardcore mentality of, I don't care if it tastes good or not. I'm going to take it regardless. I think that is kind of starting to move out of the industry. And like to your, to what your point says, that is an issue. Um, but maybe by brands making things taste so good and putting more of an emphasis on that, it'll bring a higher compliance rate. So then they can start to derive mm. better performance from those uh, supplements. If, if something tastes good, like if, you know, flavor doesn't, isn't a big thing for me, but if, if something, if I have two products, one tastes like shit, one tastes awesome. And they both have the same profile. I'm going to go for the one that tastes better, so I'm going to have a higher compliance right. for that. Whereas something yeah. doesn't taste that good, but it's still well dosed. Am I going to make sure I take it every day, regardless? I think the average consumer would say probably not. But if it tastes really good, then they're always going to keep coming back to it, and that just turns into more profits for the the company in the end, too. I think. I I I, I could agree with you more, but at the end of the day, we have, mm-hmm. and like you said, we evolved a lot when it comes to flavor, a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, you cannot deny the fact that forget about, you know, collaborations and stuff like that when it comes to flavors. Mm-hmm. How many good flavors do we currently have? Oh, shit. That's it. Shane, he lost. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. What happened? Uh, arm. Arm bar? Yeah, I think he actually. Oh, look at that. I have a bit down. And the first one was Makachev by uh, submission. Yeah, it, it was actually I. No, his arm is fine. I actually thought he broke his arm because oh, I don't. Damn even, it. Yeah, I don't even think that the. Oh wait, it is uh, over though. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, first round. So um, you, you see, the thing is, like, forget about all the collaborations, Robert. Forget yeah. uh, just like with the, the the number of flavors that we have today from various companies across the board. Mm-hmm. You have to agree with me that some non-collaborations taste better than yeah. collaborations. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. so the, the choices the choices that we have are great and i was I, I pointed out that i think that protein and bcas and eas anything that you have to drink for quite some time the yeah. flavor is very important yeah. but you have different taste buds i you and sandy have different taste buds you know so but you do have choices both of you have Without the collaborations, without anything. I'm not saying they're not good. I think they're fun. I think they're great. I yeah. know they're not easy to achieve. Yeah. Phenomenal. No, I'm talking about simply the emphasis that is put on it, prioritizing that or calling it in any shape or form. When I see something like Game Changer and it's in reference to a product, the lot it has is collaboration with the flavor. I think that is 
wrong to a point where it's almost immoral and sends a, a, a wrong message. It's yeah. a wrong message because what about the product? What about the product itself? What about the ingredients? So you're yeah. telling me if I have a shitty prop blend that has absolutely nothing in it, but it has a collaboration, I don't know, with Snickers or some shit like that or Mars bars or something, you know, then all of a sudden that makes it a great product. Uh, I mean, Lucas, who, who came up with a fucking Snickers collaboration? Or was it Snickers who released protein? Something like that. Snickers. They released, right? They yeah, released. They and yeah. I remember when I actually messaged Lucas, I do trust him. And I said, Lucas, I'm thinking about buying it. What did you say to me? <laughs> there you go. Th there you go. So I didn't buy it. I was curious about, I honestly was curious about the flavor. He told me, don't do it. And then I looked at it. I'm looking at the ingredients and the profile. It's garbage. I mean, it's total garbage. You know, so yeah, maybe average consumer <clears throat> will, will go for it. But when he told me not to, I trusted him. I looked at it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to pay money for this. And I very much doubt because I never tried it. I've, I, I'm a huge Snickers bar fan. I love that's actually one of my favorites. But I was told again, maybe by Lucas, he told me it tastes nothing like it. Yeah, but why Why you want to buy it in the first place? I was curious. I thought it was going to taste like that. Yeah, man. That's, 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 the, th that's the thing, man. It's, it's called the hype, you know, and that's exactly. basically it, you know? And, and let's face it, how many people bought it? Probably a lot. Oh, dude, not bought it. I, I, so many people buy that thing. Of it's, course. I remember, I remember when, uh, when the first, when the first Mars, Mars bar Mars, okay. yeah came out to, to the market it was like we were selling like pallets of it of this stuff it's... you know and you know now the hype is, is is basically gone you know and maybe some maybe some in some countries such as like russia or ukraine we still have some you know nice demand and like people are still buying it because you know they like they like the bar or i think you know it's 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 growing the demand is growing down there you know it's it's slowed down definitely in europe and honestly i would prefer like buying other bars uh but as far as like you know mars or something i'm not hating i'm just like saying what's the what's the truth you know they doesn't they doesn't taste like like a mars bar like a snickers bar like a bounty bar it's like just like a no, let's say, you know, if you got like a Mars, Mars protein powder, it's just like a regular chocolate with, with a bit of like maybe caramel like stuff. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. don't expect any fireworks, you know, so that's the thing, you know, yeah. I think but, it's, I think it's with, oh yeah, sorry, go. And no, no, I'm, yeah. I am just, I just want to say, you know, that you're, you're hit the spot when it comes to like saying that, you know, there is so much, you know, brands that are doing amazing stuff when it comes to like flavors, you know, and they are not like legit collabs, you know. Let's say yeah. I remember, I remember like trying some uh, muscle sport protein. I just, I, I'm just, I just, and I just want to give the, these guys some some shout out because I remember like getting some stuff from them, and I tried their protein. And I was like blown away, and they had some like crazy flavors and now they're all they always like you know uh releasing some limited flavors and so on i was able to try some also like recently uh, i tried the uh, muscle hd the the pro hd you know a maple and waffle i was like mm -hmm. oh, fuck, man. <laughs> that that's crazy 
that's just the flavor is just it's just miles miles ahead from like Mars bar and like and, and other stuff and I'm like yeah. Yeah. dude so yeah, yeah. It's, going back to the the branded collaboration so like I had Pink Star Blast, Primeval did their pre-workout and ape shit in Pink Star Blast, and one other brand had done like a Pink Starburst kind of flavor. Sandy and I tried the official collaboration between C4 Energy and Starburst. The Pink C4 Starburst can Energy can flavor is not good, at least not not to neither of us liked it. And the other pre-workouts I've had that have riffed on that flavor and not done it officially taste better. Um, but yeah, it's not always the collaborations aren't always uh, up there. See, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's 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 tough though. Like the, like the collabs. Like I think the brand is a like it's not a knock on the brands. The brands can put as much tension on the flavor as they want. Sure. They want to make a. I think it's up to people like us to be like, like someone who's gonna review it or like we're gonna come on here and say that this is game changing because of this, this, and this. But right. if we do when it comes to like a really good pre-workout we better say that's fucking world smashing yeah. like i guess it's it depends if you're constantly saying that flavors are game changing and this is game changing but you don't mention shit about like what it Text actually does yeah then it's going to come off that you put more importance on taste so long as you're saying the flavor is game changing but the performance is there and this is still like this and the benefits are great then i think that makes sense because it's just the interpretation of the brand because yeah. ghost puts out good formulas and they yeah. also put out great flavors so, so long yeah. as you're kind of commenting on both instead of just being like 100 this yeah. tastes fucking awesome but not reminding people the most important part and the reason you're buying it is because of what it actually does not necessarily how it tastes so long as you keep reminding people of that i think it's that's like key because you can get sometimes get lost and people might just be like oh I don't take this to gain muscle. I just take this because it tastes like I don't know pink rainbows. Yeah, that that's the thing, you know. And Robic said it as well, you know, perfectly. That you know, we we are in this with the supplement industry, so we sell supplements, and you know, it's fun to see like you know collabs, you know, and like flavors and fancy marketing and so on. That's that's the you know that's the inside part. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. The outside part. The inside part is like the you know what the container should should have should offer. So basically, we are looking for a good ingredients that will give you great performance and boost of energy and and so on and make 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 your body perform better during your exercise, during your daily uh, lifestyle, and so on. But when you, you you have this additional things, just like good flavors, you know, crazy marketing, it's appealing, you know, and that's that 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 makes our industry fun. But at the same time, putting the emphasis no. only on like you know marketing or like flavor flavor profiles is not a good idea. And I want to say just one thing. I'm not bashing Ghost or any other brand brand out there that is like doing a, a crazy collapse with you know all these insane brands like Marsh is doing his thing and like Ghost is doing this crazy collapse and Cellucor is also like with partnering with Starburst and so on. Yeah, that, that's, that's 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 seriously awesome. But just like keep in mind, guys, that we live in the supplement industry and we should focus mainly on the ingredient profile and, you know, 
and try to produce the best supplements out there and not just like focus only on like you know putting uh putting a nice a nice glare a nice glow mm -hmm. on a on a pig's face you know you know you know uh, two two things that uh somebody brought up uh to me yesterday and um I'm not going to go into the whole, uh, you know, platforms and, 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 and uh, you know, um, channels and stuff like that. That's been already said many times. But the fact is, is that uh, for me personally, you know, people commenting about the fact that uh, even what TJ said in his uh, review, you know, Polny has been relentless. I mean, absolutely relentless. And nobody can deny that product after product. And you, you cannot pick on one formula that is off. Every formula is spot on. And that's the emphasis that I have. So when you hear anyone, you know, bringing up that like, look, this is like a game changer or something like that. And it's in reference to a flavor that nobody has tried, including a person who says that it's, I would say it's a bit of it, it. Yeah. It doesn't sit well with me. It's a little bit offensive. Yeah. Uh, that's that's from my perspective. Now, from the ghost perspective, and this is something that I'm going to say actually in reference to them. They released uh, Oreo, right? It was make it was it was met with mixed reviews. That's a fact. Some loved it, some didn't like it. I wasn't crazy about it. I voiced my opinion to Dan. I'm not denying it. Doesn't matter. Water under the bridge because it is what it is. Right now, they're about to release something that is again game changing, but nobody has tried. Again, that's not the point. However, the point that I'm trying to make is that Ghost released a very, very, very good pump pre-workout. It's really, really fucking good. Yeah. I'm not a hater. I'm giving props and I'm giving compliment where it's well-deserved. For a performance, you know, that fucking product is well-formulated, well-put-together. It delivers absolutely nothing bad I can say about it. Yeah. Now ask me what flavors it comes in. I have no fucking clue. And I've tried <laughs> yeah. it. I've tried it. I liked it. I liked what it gave me in terms of performance. Yeah. It corresponded with exactly what I want. I remember it did taste good. So I'll say that it did taste good. I have no idea what flavors they have. I could care less what flavors they have. What I do yeah. know in terms of as a supplement, they fucking nailed it. And that product should be talked about it more than fucking Oreo that doesn't taste like Oreo. That's the fucking fact. So a supplement company is getting compliments on something that's, eh, it's impressive. You achieved it. Good for you, but eh. And then the product that actually is beneficial for performance that is so well put together and was released this year is funny enough getting zero respect in comparison. And that's the problem with the industry. Uh, to be honest, I think of all the brands out there, like like of all the sizable ones, Ghost is probably the most impressive when it comes to walking that fine line. Like when you get to a certain size, or if you want to get to a certain size, you have to, you know, the formulas are usually watered down. There's more money in marketing. Yeah, Ghost has walked like that line better than anyone. I would have thought like. Their formulas have been pretty. They've been as good as they were in the first time that they they launched. Absolutely, like they've yeah. always been as competitive, and they haven't changed. They haven't like V two came out. They didn't strip it down. Absolutely, they came out with a simple version and an advanced version. They they kept it to the core. 
don't mm-hmm. really promote benefits. So like they have these, I like their approach. They're really trying to appeal to a huge audience, not put in fucking biceps and pecs on their tubs, not saying it helps build muscle. They're making it appealing, but they're also making it sure that you are covered when it comes to formulas. Yeah, like absolutely. I said, I will, they're I will one of the in... best brands, I think, that walks the line between having that mass appeal and formulas. Because Robert, like, Apollon's n- never going to be able to appeal to, I don't know, someone who goes and buys Ghost Legend from GNC. That's not. It's a different person. Oh, yeah. It's a 100% different person. But I'm, I'm not only do I agree with you, I'm actually going to go a step further and say, I, there are five or six companies. I mean, how many times, especially lately, I've been texting you guys and I say, okay, this is another company that I'm disappointed in right now. Okay, I actually care about the industry. All four of us do care. We do love the industry. We don't say it. We actually back it up with yeah. how, how passionate we are. When we bash somebody, it's for a reason. It's not out of hatred. And we give somebody compliments because it's well-deserved. So I'm going to go even a, fa- a step further. There is at least four or five companies that you very well know who I'm talking about that I'm extremely disappointed in because they actually watered down their formulas. I'm less impressed with what they've done a year prior or two years before. However, Ghost is not one of them. And you're absolutely right. Not only that, the V1 and V2, V2 is improved. They yes, actually yeah. did improve. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I can't, I'm just saying that, fuck, guys, stop emphasizing the collaborations and stuff like that because you're actually a good brand. You actually put up good products. You know, take credit for that because there are a lot of, even athletes, you know, typically I don't recommend many brands when it comes to athletic performance because most of them, unfortunately, are shit. Ghost is something, at least some of the products, that would not hesitate telling an athlete, you know what, you can take it, you will feel it, it will give you what you need, and it's a good brand. But when it comes to Ghost, especially lately, no, they didn't put exactly a lot of products this year. I, I wasn't impressed mm-hmm. in terms of like how they did with innovations or how they did with, uh, you know, with, with, you know, with product releases, I thought that they were actually sort of in comparison passive to what I would have liked to see from them, but not in a bad way either. I don't think that they dipped because the products that they released again, ghost pump is a legitimately good product. The energy drink that they released, it was better than Zaw for sure, but it wasn't that great. That wasn't that great. What they did, and they fixed the problems, they actually listened to people, they took criticism, and they came back with a solid product that is definitely comparable to the top ones on the market. It tastes good, job well done. And I don't hear other than me fucking saying it and you guys saying it again and again. Look, they, they did a phenomenal job. Nobody's talking about it. Oh, look, they have a great flavor. Oh, look, they, they have a collab. I mean, fuck the collab and fuck the good flavor. You know, give them props where they actually where it counts they have solid line and that is kind of like overshadowed by by fucking kiss as wannabes that they oh look they have a game-changing fucking flavor fuck their flavors i don't give a shit they have good flavors even without the collapse and they collapse some of them are actually good and some of them are not so good yes it doesn't matter but that can we talk about the 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 pump they they pump formula they pump pre-workout is easily i'm not going to say the best but i will say it's among the I best it, it, it's among the best yeah. I I say it's, it's well, top tier it's it's in the top it, it, like it, 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 when you, if top. i'm recommending some 
pre-workouts to people like stim free pump pre-workouts that that's in there i mean that, yeah that's, that's the it, it's definitely among the top probably top 10 yeah. maybe even top five is it the best no it's not the best but it's definitely at the very top and well deserved it's a good put formula and also very important it's an improvement from the previous version not that many companies can say because typically it's either you know oh, okay supplements went up in price ingredients went up in price let's see if we can reformulate put a fucking 3d pump on it and look we have the best product on the market that's not what they did they actually did a good job yeah all right let's leave it there five dollar donation thank you brooke happy halloween glad that lucas is still maniacal how are those roads coming by the way lucas <laughs> robbie is angry shane is carless and robert is just trying to hold the band together holding on with both hands and some duct tape barely making it Robbie, what's the product you are proudest of this year? Shit, if I, if I remember all the products that we released this year, that's a fucking challenge. Um, I would say so far, it's probably going to be Time Cop, probably so far, but maybe, maybe bloody hell. But the one that I'm the most proud of probably is the one that um, Shane helped me sort of, he knew about it, and it's a product called Over the Top that is yet to be released. I think that's the product that um, I'm, I'm, that? I'm probably I'm the most excited. Yeah, I'm you sure I fucking remember. I can't remember. It's going to be fun. <sighs> yeah, it's, well, Robert saw it. Uh, Wait, is it, the, is, it, is it like the, the, the big one? Yes. Yeah, oh, okay, yes. No, no, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. do remember. I do remember. Yeah. Shridhar, Robbie, is there a reason Apollon keeps reformulating their pre-workouts given it's already great? Is it time to get the attention of the consumer and make the formula better every time? Mm, I think that I mean, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate or talk about the you know the ones that we put together, you know, like Hooligan and Assassin and stuff like that, because a certain reviewer told me channel that uh, those products don't count because they uh, limited release. So since they don't count, let's not talk about them. But, uh, I mean, who am I to, uh, to argue with industry insiders and leaders? I'm a nobody. But if we're talking about Hooligan and Assassin, <laughs> if we're talking about Hooligan and Assassin, um, I just, like, every time I, uh, you know what, Branch Warren said to me that he retired from competition when he felt that, you know, that's it, he cannot get better. And he was not planning to retire. That was not in his plans. He competed. His body didn't do what it was supposed to do. And he felt like, okay, you know what? I maxed out. And that's pretty much it. When I released the first Hooligan or the first Assassin, I don't know which one had the sequel first. When I released it, I was like, ah, shit. You know what? I could have done this a little bit better. I could have done that a little bit better. Yeah. Or some fucker released something then basically copied me. I'm like, okay, motherfucker. You know what? Since you're competing with me, I love competition. I love being challenged. Okay, let's do this. You know, I can do this all day fucking, uh, all day long. So um, it's not so much still competing with others. It's mostly competing with myself and knowing that I can do better. And uh, it makes me proud of the fact that when we deliver something, there is not one ingredient that is going to come under question. Like, why is it here? Why is it underdosed? Why is it missing something? You know, this could be in synergy with something. And if I see that, I will fix it the next time. I want to deliver, it. this is not money because I'm actually losing money. 
I haven't increased prices on hooligan despite the ingredients, uh, you know, hike and stuff like that. Yet, you know, especially in the last three years, my profit margins were smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Because I do enjoy the competition with myself. I do enjoy raising the bar. And I every, every time I do something, I want to be better. Uh, whether it's, it's just my competitive personality. I, I just want to continue. And my last fight that I had, I was the one who was walking around telling people I lost the fight. I won by knockout, but I was telling people I lost the fight because I lost each and every single round. And when I knew that I connected and, you know, it's a fight, anything can happen. And I won the fight by a knockout. I literally hit the person two or three times throughout the entire fight. Yet he was picking me apart for three rounds. That's where I knew, okay, you know what? I prepared. I gave my soul to the fucking devil preparing for that. I gave it my all and I tried my best. It just at one point or another, your body stops listening to it. We all have expiration date when it comes to performance on, on athletic level. I mean, Ronnie had that, Jay had it, fighters have it, everybody has it. And when I maxed out, I, I, I stopped. I knew that that's the day. Right now, I don't think I yet released the best possible assassin. And I will continue until I can no longer can continue. And the same thing with Hooligan. I want to give people, especially the Apollon, faithful Apollon followers, fans of the brand, I want to give them the absolute best I can. And this is not marketing. This is not hype. This has to do with my personality because if it was hype or marketing, I would get a trademark ingredient and fucking lower the dosages and I would be good to go. I just want to be the best, the best that I can be. Uh, and I think there is still room to improve. There is still room to grow. And as long as, as there is, for example, a hooligan bare knuckle, there was no plan to release another one this year. We are literally releasing two versions in the same year. And the only reason for that was VESA 6, because it was time to reorder. And basically, we were told that, you know, it most likely comes to an end and we had to reformulate. And uh, so that was the only reason for that one. Other than that, it was just to raise the bar a little bit more and you know, it's not about more stems or more powerful or whatever. Just make the product better. And if you look at the previous version, it's actually very, very similar every time because why change something that worked in the first place, you know? But you can just make little improvements um, and that's my focus and that's what I want. I want people to discuss the performance aspects of the product. I want people to discuss like what it does in terms of if it's a pre-workout, what the, and especially if it's uh, something that like hooligan, is it the same energy, long, long lasting? Is the focus there? Is, is, is it better pumps? I just want to get better and better. And I think that that's the way it should be. That's the reason why I also gave the same props to Ghost for making a better tasting energy drink and a better formula for the pump product. And I think that is the reason why they should be commended. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, last call for any uh, last second comments, questions, queries, or quips from the audience. Uh, we'll be hopping off here in a few minutes. Uh, before we go and to give them time to get any questions in, we got guys, uh, any Halloween plans? Well, well, we're locked out, so I ain't Halloween Same. shit. But okay. Do you all usually do, gonna... is it like trick-or-treating usually a thing in New Zealand? It's so, it, like when I was growing up, like it wasn't like the whole street does it. Mm -hmm. But as I got like a little older, we took my niece and nephew out 
people started doing it a little more. But yeah. we'd always, I don't know if there's something you do, but my neighborhood is like, yeah, it's not fancy. So we'd always roll up to like the rich neighborhood. There's a place around here called Mansion Court. Yeah. And it's like fancy houses and like literally everybody goes there yeah. to trick or <laughs> And you know that these are the kids aren't from anywhere around here. Yeah. Because there's just so many filling this little suburb. And yeah, usually that's what we'd do. But this year we've got a costume for Ava, but um, I think we might just try and set it up and maybe get her to come to the door yeah. and reenact as best we can with there you go. nobody. I'm going to see the new Halloween movie. There you go. Okay. Lucas? Uh, we don't have, like, uh, you know, Halloween parties and so on, or, like, you know, Halloween treat or treat or treat or so on. Yeah. So we basically, we basically are gonna, because we have, like, uh, a bit different tradition in Poland, so we go to the cemetery on the 1st, and we just basically light a candle on, you know, graves of our, like, close friends, family members that pass away. So Yeah, for All Souls Day. Day. Yeah. That's basically what we're going to do. So, yeah. Good deal. Cool. Uh, and... You did that's kind of like Easter, how you were like, oh, we... For Easter, you guys said yeah. you went over to... Uh, you made You made something... And then you went over for to Easter. For Easter, we always do like uh, you know the the baskets with the, yeah. With that's that. right, Tommy. The eggs and so on. Yeah. Pollen has become one of the most respected brands, in my opinion, because of everything Robbie just said. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, final thing: favorite scary movie. Oof, if you have one. Oof. When I was growing up, was probably don't laugh at me. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, man, the original yeah, one is good. The original one is great. Yeah, I, re I really, really liked it. Um, the newer ones, I don't know. Like, I mean, probably The Exorcist is my favorite. Yeah, the original Exorcist and the original yeah. Halloween. Those are my two favorites. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, what, what's his name? Um, the one with Jack Nicholson. If that uh, constitutes the Shining, the Shining. That That's scared the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any Shane? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Enthusiast? I love horror movies, but I'm too like I think the word cynical. Like I watch them and I'm just like, yeah. well, this doesn't make any sense at all. This yeah. does aren't real. This is ridiculous. Like, and when you see the gory things, I'm like, that's pretty gross. But like, I yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the fucking movie that I watched, and it's the first movie like I had ever given me fucking chills, and I when cannot a remember the, name. the original one. No, it's more. It's more uh, modern. I'm tr there's three of them. They did the first one, and then there's like a whole bunch of others that followed. There it is. There. Saw Hostel. No, see, Saw for me wasn't scary. Saw was just like is an entertaining thriller. That yeah, yeah. The first one was off. good. The other ones were just kind of. I mean, it's it's just gory after that. Uh, yeah, did you ever I'm see Doctor Fibes, Robbie, with Vincent Price? I know you're yes. a movie buff. Yeah, I love Doctor Fibes. Yeah, that was very very good. Insidious. That is oh, a good one. Insidious was very good. The first good. one is, is creepy. Yeah. Not because of like how like the it was just the way that they filmed it and the scenes that they sometimes did where they like hid yeah. things in the background and you were like, wait, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah, because most horror movies are too obvious. They're just like the camera pan and then it sees something scary and it shoots back and I was like, oh, right. okay. 
And they well, they put music in the... Insidious, like, took out the music. It just threw scary fucking shit in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, damn. I like what no, you did there. Yeah, Insidious was very, very good. I actually liked but again, I don't think, even though it's a Stephen King movie, I mean, book, I, I don't know if it's, like, scary, but it was always creepy for me to watch, and that's Misery. That's a good one. That's just a good suspense one, man. I, I like love that, that movie. Yeah, it's not really scary, but suspense and Kathy Bates... I mean, she scared the living crap out of me in that movie. Yeah. I have heard that that uh, that Cats movie was pretty fucking horrible. Uh, the one with Taylor Swift and they were all pretty much 3D animated cat. You know, it was based on the musical. Yeah. Uh, the Broadway. And they re- How do you not? No one did. But apparently oh. it was the most uh, horrifying shit in the world. But, <laughs> but honestly, were you surprised? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen no, that too. But no, I no, like if you said if you, if you said to me if you said to me you're like, are we going to redo this legendary Broadway show? I'd be like, okay, cool. It's called Cats or whatever. Instead of just making these people people, we're going to dress them up as cats. I'm like, well, now that sounds fucking ridiculous. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, any I... setting where you do that, it's just dumb. So yeah, I was like. When I saw the trailer, I was like, this is not going to go well. Yeah. No. Whoever came to them and, and said, yeah, let's just 3D animate all of them in cat costumes. Had to I have mean, been high on something. L- l- let me go even further. Do you have any interest watching it? I don't. I only want to watch. I never wanted to watch it originally. Yeah. But now I want to watch it because of how shit I've heard it is. You want to make fun of reason. it? You want to make fun of yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to see well, how shit it was. That's your homework for next week, Shane, is to watch Cats and give us a thorough uh, five-paragraph essay <laughs> on it. We watched Dune last week. That was was that good or not? Yeah, I mean, if you you have to have read the book, right? You look like the kind yeah. of dude that read the Dune book, right? I actually never have. No, but you know, you have an idea of the universe, like that. There's a. Few I understand books. the yeah. I understand like it's a this major sci-fi epic, and I understand yeah. I have a working See, knowledge of the basic plot structure, but I don't. I've, so I, don't I went in names or and I was like, oh, this is a remake from that '90s or '80s movie. Right? So I thought this was. <laughs> And we started watching it, and I said to my Nikki, I was like, "This is this is a remake. It's like sci-fi." And she's like, "Okay, cool." And we're sitting here. I was like, "Did we have to read a book before this started? Because I feel like I'm missing everything." And we what? And then we slowly figured it out. And we're like, and then by the time it fit, like you go to the end, you're like, "Wait, what? There was no climax." And they're like, Dune Part One. And I'm like, "There's a fucking Part two coming out in 2023. I have to sit on this shit for two years." I was like. I, I didn't know what happened for half of it. And then when I figured it out, they were like, yeah, we're just going to cut it here. Come back in two years. We'll see you. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I'm not going to remember what happened. I'll wait till 23 now to, to go and see both of them back. It was yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Pretty flat. Like, yeah. Pretty flat. Like, again, I feel like if you had read the books, you yeah. might have had a better understanding. But I didn't even know there were books. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, for, for me personally, Christopher Nolan, like I know some people consider him a genius and some people like questioning him. For me, honestly, he's hit and miss. I love his shit. I mean, no matter what it is, if it's hit or miss, you know it's got to be something you've seen before. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, for example, when, ridiculous. He made, when he made Dunkirk, I was like, uh, not really. You see, that movie, that's more of like a... I, I like his movies, like those out there ones, like uh, Tenant, Inception. Inception um, yeah. I mean, the way, you, you, you're not going to believe this, but you know what my favorite Christopher Nolan movie is? What was his first one? It's bugging the shit out of me. Memento. Me- 
Memento, yeah, with yeah. that. That's um, still yeah. my favorite movie. I that haven't seen movie, that yet. That movie was so brilliant. I was yeah. like mesmerized by it. I mean, obviously, I like the Batman movies uh, that he did, but to me, Memento, like he's done so many big budget, huge stars movies ever since then. Some of them I like, some of them I I wasn't really crazy about it. But like you said, yeah, I can appreciate the genius that he is because he really like takes a risk and he does something that yeah. nobody else does. Um, but Memento was like a movie that I, when I watched it, my jaw fucking mm -hmm. dropped. I was like, what the fuck is this? Because nothing like that has ever been done before. Don't spoil anything. I need to go back. Oh, no, no, it. no, no, definitely. Okay. I mean, that's uh, that, that's an incredible movie. It the, the only effect like that on me was um, when I watched uh, Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. That that's, was good. That was the same effect that this had on me. That's a really good movie. All right, everyone. There we go. A Memento and the Prestige. The Prestige was pretty good. Prestige was very good. Very, very good. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Probably top two. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. You got to make sure to uh, like, comment, subscribe, share the video with family, friends, and loved ones. Uh, if you're interested in supporting Apollo Nutrition with the big right. discount, say 15%, use code FINALSCOOP. Uh, you have any questions or topics of conversation for a future episode of the final scoop or just any questions in general, shoot an email to the supplement engineer at gmail.com. Leave a comment down below or hit up Lucas, Shane or Robbie on their preferred, uh, areas of contact. And we'll, uh, catch you all next time on the final scoop. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. See you bitches. <laughs>